Hello and welcome to Lore Dump, the show where we take a friend who hasn't experienced a game or game franchise and walk them through the full story. Uh, this is part five of our Kingdom Hearts Six. one through. Six. Five, part five. Five. Part five. five. Sixth game covered, part five. Part five, two two days. Part five over two days. Um, (laughs) We have just finished 358 over two days. Yes. uh, And this episode, we are jumping into... 0.2 birth by sleep. Sure. Um, So (laughs) we're we're just going to jump straight into it. Uh, Chase, I'm going to throw it straight to you to kick us off. Talk to us. Birth by sleep. The year is January 9th, 2010. A great year. And... At the, at, at the end of the last episode, you were asking me, we haven't seen Sora since, what was it, 2006, 2007, something like that? When are we seeing Sora again? Yeah, okay, oh, right, okay, okay, fair enough, great. Well, it's not today. Oh, God. <laughs> Another prequel story, baby! Wait, is that Roxas? Eh, might be. Oh, yeah, on the cover art. We open, as we always do, on Destiny Islands, baby! Where we see a young Xehanort there looking out over the ocean. Cool. And saying how the world is too small. Oh. The sun goes down and he's replaced with a hooded figure holding a bundle covered in cloth. So, like, was Xehanort born on Destiny Island? Is this, like, this is, like, his home as well? Xehanort is from Destiny Island. Ah, this place just paps out chosen ones. Okay. Yeah, I know, literally. I mean, it's a place called Destiny. Wait, Xehanort's? Who's Xehanort from there? He's... Well, he's just originally from there. Just born on the I, island. All right. I would like to assume that Destiny Islands and Radiant Gardens are in the same world. Because he went from Destiny Islands to Radiant Gardens and Kyrie went from Radiant Gardens to Destiny Islands. Yeah. Assumedly at that point, neither of them knew how to travel between worlds if they even knew that worlds existed. Cool. So I would like to assume that these two places are in the same world. Sure. And you can take a car. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you, you, I'll take your word as gospel. Because uh, there is nothing to prove me otherwise, so I'm gonna, that's my headcanon. Anyhow, <clears throat> yes, originally Xehanort, uh, apprentice to Ansem the Wise, is from the Destiny Islands. Cool. And so, he's a bad bloke, we don't like Xehanort. He experiments on children. Yeah, bad guy, alright, cool. I mean, whether he's experimenting on children all the way back here, that's it, who knows. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> um, so, anyhow, uh, uh, we shift in tonight. And there's a nice guy, another black robe. Like I said, everybody in the series has these black robes now. Cool. Do who made them? Did Organization Thirteen make them? Uh, unknown. Okay. Un- well, not technically unknown, but unknown. Doesn't matter. At this we'll point. put it as unknown. Cool. Um, and he's got this uh package. That you definitely can't tell what it is. Package? That is a person. That's got to be the worst way to carry a person. <laughs> Under arm with them facing down. I want to know who this is. That you've just the way you might carry a, a sack of potatoes. Even that you'd put over your shoulder. Do you know for sure it's a person? I can see they're blonde a, hair. They're covered in a white cloth. I don't know what you're on about. Sure. <laughs> um, so he puts this, uh, this, this package... Onto the the Paupu fruit tree, right. um, telling the package that he'll be right at home in this empty world like a prison. Yeah, just as you say to any delivery that you make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the camera pans, obviously, as you said, it is a person, and we see that the face of the person is 
Roxas! Oh, he's back. So it's fine. So 358 over two days doesn't yeah, fucking matter. Yeah, who, who needs it? It's, it's Roxas's face. Um, For some reason, he's being left what? on Destiny Islands by a cloaked figure. Oh, Roxas reborn. is gone, though. Do we know that? Well, Roxas presumably re- restored Sora to Roxas. full capacity. Well, we can see Roxas. <sighs> um, the, uh, Roxas does, as we usually have, our traditional dive to a platform of heart, where he encounters a voice saying that it's a brand new heart. Roxas asks it what Roxas asks the voice what it's doing in his heart, to which the voice replies that the light brought it. Okay. Roxas replies Bleh. Roxas replies that that was his light, but that his heart is fractured and that he's slipping away. The new heart offers to join with Roxas's heart, repairing his heart and ensuring that he doesn't slip away. Okay. Yeah. The voice continues that one day Roxas will be strong enough to get back the part of his heart that was lost. And Roxas awakens. His platform goes from this white void that we see to a stained glass of himself. Where we can now see him in clothes that don't look like Roxas. But we'll recognize from the last game that these are the clothes that Zigbar saw Roxas in when he looked at Shion. Okay, sure. So this is the person that Zigbar and Zemnis see saw when they looked at Shion. Cool. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The mind fry begins. Sure. Brain can't take much more of this. Back on Destiny Islands, uh, Goatee McBlackcoat, uh, he's going to walk away, but suddenly uh, his his package's hand raises, a keyblade appears in his hand, and he goes, a keyblade! Um, and oh, is he, like, surprised by this fact? Yeah, he's surprised by this fact. Oh. Um, uh, it shoots a beam into the sky. Cool. doesn't unlock anything. It just kind of shoots a beam. Just for the sake of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Goatee smile. It gives, like, a little evil grin, and Roxas opens his eyes. Cool. So we don't know who this person is that just got the keyblade. We've not seen this person before. Roxas. Well, it's Roxas. No, no, no. The... The, the person that keyblade the yeah that's yeah, Roxas it's, it's, it's Roxas and it, no it was the evil guy the delivery guy who went keyblade right so we don't know who this evil delivery no, guy is no we don't know who the we, delivery we, we can assume we can assume he works for Hermes by the way he handles packages <laughs> and cool um cut to some time later and we see Roxas he's in his room he looks out his windows and he sees shooting stars um coming down on like what looks like a, a mountain range of sorts okay um he runs outside to go look at the shooting stars, and we cut to our f- first world title screen, The Land of Departure. Cool. We get a good view of the castle he's in as well. Ooh. Look at how cool that castle's in. That's a uh, unique design. I don't know how this doesn't crumble under the weight of gravity. Maybe the chains, despite the fact they are clearly not holding it up, somehow magically hold it up. Magic. Magic. They're like or rock, data. They're rock solid. They're pushing it up from the bottom. Or light or dark. Or hearts. <laughs> One of those is keeping it up. Darkness hearts keyblade. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's got some it's it's a real spiky castle. Cool. Um anyway, he runs to the top of the cliffs surround um the cliffs surrounding the castle where he falls asleep watching the meteor shower. As he awakes, there's a blue haired girl. This is Aqua. We also learn that this is in fact not Roxas, but a new character named Ventus, also called Ven. 
Who looks like Roxas. Who looks like Roxas. Like, it's not even that like he looks like him. He is the same model, basically. I'm waiting for somebody to go down in the first five minutes of this video to the comments and be like, that's not Roxas! As if I wasn't trying to hide the fact yeah. that it's in fact not Roxas. What a twist. Yeah, so... Uh, Aqua looks older than us. Um, mm. Aqua is probably the oldest of our protagonists so far. Oh. I think that she's... Either around like nineteen twenty or like early twenties. Okay, cool. So She's fit, so <laughs> not quite as hot as Larkseen, but we're getting there. <laughs> She's spray uh, bottle at hand. <laughs> she has she has a bit of an older sister role to to Ventus there. Okay. Um. So they kind of sit together and they're 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 like, where do the stars come from? When suddenly they're joined by a third teen, Terra. Ooh, he looks dark and broody. He's dark and broody. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has the names in my head. So he also has familiar hair. Um, anyhow, he reminds them that the stars are actually the hearts of all worlds, as we know from Kingdom Hearts One, mm. shining their light out into the darkness of space. So they know this already. Yes, they're all like well clued in. They're well clued in. Okay, we don't have to go through all the exposition bullshit. So just to just to clarify, we've had the, the Ventus being dropped off on an island by yes. uh, who did. Uh, you know, committee-looking member. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've cut to this. So was that a flashback, or was that directly before this? Uh, we would assume a flashback. Okay, cool. So there's a, this isn't Ventus waking up going, who am I? Like, this is, no, they're no, established, no. They're, they know what's going on. You yeah, know who they, he is. They know what's yeah, going on. Right, okay. They are in the land of departure. This is their place. Okay. We also <laughs> learn that, of course, all three of them are Keyblade wielders who have been training here at the land of departure, which also tells us Keyblade wielders are an actual organization. They have masters. They have training facilities. They are training at this Keyblade facility, which is also why they know about other worlds. So they're the same level. They're probably all a bit better, right? But they're the same sort of level in the hierarchy as Sora. Well, Sora is not an official member of any kind of Keyblade group, is he? But... I mean, I'll be 100% honest. We don't actually know in current candidacy if there is any official groups. Quote unquote unquote, okay. like with a hierarchical it's not structure. Like the Jedi, it's not like no. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, all we know is that there's masters. Masters go out and find more students. Uh, train them to be masters. And in fact, we learn that tomorrow is Aqua and Terra's mark of mastery exam. A phrase that we should be that. familiar yeah. to you. What's yeah. that from? Sora has to go and get a mark of mastery in the yeah. next game. Thank you. At or the he, end of at the end. Or of he has period? to he has to show the mark of mastery. <clears throat> okay, okay. Could it be? have <laughs> decimated the ranks of our enemies single-handedly. <laughs> I know, it's straight up his, isn't it? It's like Sora... I defeated his... a god on a boat made of flesh. I looked in the eyes of a demon dragon and slew yeah, its Sora master. Not. You've not got your certificate, mate. <laughs> I'll come for you and your family next. So what, what we're saying, Chase, is that we currently don't respect the hierarchy of the Keyblade wielders. we got no time for this shit. Um, Where is Roxas? <laughs> Roxas no. is dead. Roxas Shite. is inside Sora's heart. Bring him back. So, for good luck on their exam, Aqua has made them three good luck charms. Aqua Alka tells us that she modeled them after a tradition on another world that she's heard of, where they make um, good luck charms shaped after this Papu fruit that's said to keep people together. And then she notes that how they're normally made with shells. Cool. So it's it's just a cute thing, really, isn't yeah. it? That we're not really meant to go like, ooh, this has lore implications. I it's mean, just a cute thing. It's basic. It's it's meant to be essentially a parallel to Kylie. Come on, Kylie. Monty. At the end of the game, one of them will look at it meaningfully and find the strength to continue. I mean, <laughs> I'd like to say you're wrong. <laughs> Let's be real. 
Um, no, I mean, it's, it's just meant to be a parallel to, like, Kyrie's charm. Okay, cool. Yep, no problem. Here for it. And to say that, you know, they're always going to be together. They train for, uh, the train for the next day's, um, exam, which is your combat tutorial. Great. And then go to sleep. So, as they're walking away to go to sleep, Aqua looks at the stars, uh, saying how they'll be together forever, which is, of course, immediately spoiled by a vo- voiceover, saying that this would be the last night that the three of them ever spent together <laughs> under a, the same stars. It's like an Always Sunny title yeah. card, isn't it? Like... <laughs> Wait, who says that? Uh, all three of them say it simultaneously in voiceover. Oh, it's w- w- weirdly as chilling. Almost like, a, almost like a reminiscing thing, like they're looking back in the future and saying this would be the last night that we would ever spend together under the same stars. <sighs> Flash elsewhere and we see Mickey! What? <laughs> Why is that? The picture you've this chosen. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's floating on a book in a sea of watery water. What, like that? <laughs> in yeah. a tea pose? No, it's, it's like, you've seen Fantasia, right? You know, when he's like in the, in the Wizard's Apprentice and he's like, he's like accidentally summoned too much water trying to clean the tower and he's like on the book and he's like flying through the waves. It's like that. Is this literally like, like, I watch Fantasia and then Birth by Sleep takes place like minutes after the end yeah, of that movie? Of course, of course, <laughs> yes. This is what Mickey does next. I'm, I'm glad. Because the water fades and he finds himself in Yensid's tower. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> reinforcing our Fantasia connections. I'm not gonna lie. I'm quite glad we're into the bullshit again. <laughs> and not the sadness. <laughs> that is absolutely just a reference to Fantasia. We are not meant to think that this is Fantasia. We'll get to Fantasia. Where's Chernobog? But, okay, yeah, sure. Um... Well, we know Chernobog's in here, so there is a Fantasia world. God. But uh, Chernobog's not here. Um, anyhow, Yensid tells Mickey that he can't help shake the feeling that something that terrible is about to transpire. Right. The scene shifts, and we find Aqua and Terra standing before two men in what looks like a throne room. <laughs> <laughs> they are both good guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> For context, sorry, Neil, for context, can you describe what the image is? So, we've got two gents here, one of them holding a keyblade, wearing this sort of, sort of reminiscent of a sort of samurai, like fantasy samurai gear. He's got a fantastic mustache goatee combo. And then the other one is just like, sort of Dr. Robotnik without the mustache. Instead, he's got a creepy goatee and he's holding his hand up in the universal symbol for the world shall be mine. <laughs> Both good guys. <laughs> <laughs> then is stood, so they're stood before these two. These two are sat on the thrones, um, in this like long hall. Aqua and Terra stood before them. Presumably, these are going to be the ones who invigilate their mark of mastery exam. Right. Uh, and Ven is sat off on the side. Okay. Um, he he specifically does pick out and notice, uh, Mister Mister here on the right. Um, who definitely doesn't look decidedly more so than any other character, including the other Disney villains. He looks like a Disney villain. Mo- he looks more like a villain than flesh-boated Anson <laughs> at the start of at the end of the first game. It's all the belts. That's how you know. <laughs> so this man on the right here is Master Xehanort. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Right. That's a name we know. Without the master part. We know an apprentice, Sanort. Um, who we're told came from far to see the youngest prospects in years to pass the mark. Meaning there's probably more Keyblade wielders. These are just the youngest ones in years who are possibly ready to become uh, Keyblade masters. Um, 
The character who is introduced, Master Xehanort, is Master Ericus, who is the master of... He's the teacher of the three um, protagonists. Cool. Um, he looks cool. He looks like quite a chill, cool person. Yeah, he's sound. Yeah. Good, good dad. Good dad. Um, so he tells them that this test is a test of heart, of course. Not just a test of competency. What does that mean? Well, he's testing the strength of their hearts. He's not just testing that they know how to, like... Swing, swing their their keys around. He's testing that they have the heart to be a Keyblade Master. You can't be asking about this now. <laughs> we are we are six no, games in. I'm, I'm I'm legitimately curious to understand how you grade that. That uh, he's a Keyblade Master. Clearly, he has a strong heart. So, was it just like a sense? Yep. But what if he's having an off yeah. day? Well, you're, there's a whole exam, so I'm going to tell you the exam so that you can tell this. Sorry, okay. It'll sure. all make perfect sense. Yeah. So he declares the test to be gone and summons a bunch of balls. <laughs> what? <laughs> he summons... It's imagining Master Zeno leading in. Good, start them off with the balls. <laughs> So he summons a bunch of balls of light, I should specify, that uh, uh, assumedly they're meant to fight. Um, Wait, so they have to fight the the, the, the concept ball. of light. I would also like to, uh, <laughs> Neil, what, I, what I've not mentioned about this game mm. so far is that this game, you play it three times um, as each of our three protagonists. Um, each of them... <laughs> Each of them having their own storylines. Their storylines do occasionally intersect over time until they eventually, ultimately, of course, converge at the end. And what, what, are, you, what are you doing here for our sake? Are you doing, like, one full story, then the second full story? Um, I... <laughs> My lovely cutscene compilation has interspliced them so that they all happen chronologically. Fantastic. Great. So, we're getting the chronology. <clears throat> cool. Um, yeah, I'm so, already, so once these balls of lights have been summoned, uh, behind Master Ericus is back... Master Xehanort gives us a nice little evil finger wiggle, and the balls become corrupted with darkness and start going berserk and attacking everything, cool. much to Ericus' surprise. Oh. Um, they go attack Ven. He's like, I got it, don't worry. And he fights them off on the side, which, you know, if he can beat them, then I'll become a master, who knows. Um, <laughs> anyhow, they defeat the orbs, and Ericus is like, that was weird, but whatever. It was a good we'll, it was we'll good. Move past it. <laughs> It was, it was, we'll circle back around to this. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I don't know what happened, but you know what? It's good that you were able to show that you can adapt to surprises. <laughs> good test. It was a good surprise test. <laughs> um, and then thanks, Aquin... thanks for the assist, sinister stranger that I've just allowed into this meeting. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> who, who voices Xehanort? Oh, I forgot to mention this. Xehanort is uh, voiced by um, fucking oh god, what's his name? Um, Spock. Oh, um, uh, fucking... Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, he's, he's voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Wow. It's a very deep and sinister... Wait, do him and, do him and Christopher Lee ever speak? No. Ah, oh, boo. That was a fucking wasted no. opportunity. Um... <laughs> Saruman and Spock duking it out. <laughs> um, next up in their test, uh, they have to face each other. During this fight, um... We see this isn't a fight to say like whoever wins this fight is the master. It's just meant to be like through them fighting, they're going. It's going to reveal truths about them in that classic fantasy way. Um, during the fight, we see darkness take a hold of Terra's hand for a brief moment, although he does quickly control it. Um, although 
Xehanort in the back notices that, which puts a little smile on his face. Oh. Mm-hmm. Smile. Xehanort's got his clipboard and he's like, tick. <laughs> <laughs> evil, yes, good, very evil. What are you writing there, Xehanort? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> As the test ends, we learn that only Aqua has passed and become a Keyblade Master Whoa. on account of Terra having the darkness take over his hand for a brief second. Clearly shows that if it happened for at all, he clearly isn't in control of it. Okay, I'm, I would like to reiterate my point that the Market Mastery Sam is considerably flawed. Like, considerably flawed, then. If, like, Terra's getting, like, a knock for essentially opening him up so himself up to the elements... Is this also not an unfit? Normally, the exam, there is an evil... Presence around, like there isn't an evil. Yeah. Doesn't Eric his question? Oh, that's weird, Terra. The darkness took over your hand for a minute. Maybe he's got something to do with my mustache you, twirling you, pal. What, what are you doing over there behind that? Why are you wiggling your fingers behind your well, clipboard? That's, that's... No, fuck you, Terra. You're not allowed to be a Keyblade wielder. Why now. would he doubt Xehanort? Xehanort's been his best pal for years. Uh... Because he showed up and started doing darkness shit. Yeah, but Ericus was looking at them. He didn't see him behind his back doing his finger wiggles. Right. Ericus didn't see anything, man. Right, well, so far, Ericus has been a bad teacher, and <laughs> Terra has got the short end of the straw here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so he's, he's like, you can take the exam again later, but for now, uh, y- you gotta learn to control that darkness, buddy. Um, he then continues that he t- to tell Aqua that she's entitled to certain knowledge now that she's a Keyblade Master. Right. The others try to comfort Terra, um, who, who goes, like, he doesn't know where the darkness came from. Although I will note that it shows them in a bit of a faraway shot and right as we see that, we see Xehanort's legs walk right in front of the camera. Yeah, it's good shot. This, uh, sorry, do we know, are, allowed, are we allowed to know roughly when this takes place? Presumably this is just after Kingdom Hearts 2 while um, Sora's on a break. Or is that a spoiler? I don't know if it's ever officially like, said. What, this question, is 10 like, years before the events of Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a prequel okay. story. We are right. currently 10 years before the events of Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, off screen, Xehanort walks up to a spooky dude with a biker helmet that absolutely doesn't look like the single most edgy character, the the most edgy, like, Nomura OC so far. I hope we're not expected to think this is another good guy because he's wearing the baddie outfit the that Riku, Riku had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Riku's was purple, his is red. Oh, okay, yeah, right. it's even worse then. I know. He's, he's uh, overflowing with rage and not just purple darkness. <laughs> um... Xehanort asks uh, Maskey here what he thinks of Ventus. Um, and Edgy's like, I want to fight him. <laughs> All right. And Xehanort's like, no, no, no. we got to keep up our appearances. So but the game's not even pretending anymore, is, is it? Xehanort's the baddie uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, I, and then, <laughs> I think that if you get to 15 minutes in and you still think Xehanort's a good guy, you're a bit deluded. <laughs> right, okay. okay, cool. Yeah. You could not make a more Disney villain villain if you tried. Sure. Terra goes outside to have some time alone. Uh, he's just failed his exam. He, he needs some air. Yeah. Um, goes outside where he's met by Xehanort, who tells him that he's strong and that the darkness isn't something that he should be fearing. He scorns Eric. Uh, he scorns at Ericus, um that Ericus is afraid of the power that, um, that of the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, Ericus. Have you ever heard the tragedy of the dark <laughs> the wise? <laughs> he's, he's, he's essentially like, Ericus is wrong. Keyblade wielders aren't meant to be a force of light. They're meant to be a force of balance. Right. Um, and Ericus shuns the darkness. Yeah. Um, he's like, you, you should only have light. 
and that's not how it should be. Cool. Um, well, like, is it ever possible to get my mastery key? Not from a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so, so Xehanort tells him that darkness should be channeled mm. and Terra takes this message to heart before going back inside as we hear this like the, the these bells that seem to be like an, an alarm bells kind of thing ring and he runs inside while Xehanort as if not to confirm that he is a villain even more walks away through a corridor of darkness Ooh. as if we couldn't already tell he was a baddie yeah good stuff Back inside, um, Eric is, has just finished telling Aqua uh, the supposed secrets that she's entitled to as a Keyblade Master um, when uh, the summon bells go. Um, and Eric looks to see that there is a glowing crystal behind the throne. So he goes back to, to look at it. Cool. Wait, um, so so he's, he's so Aqua's off to find out what the secrets are? No, no, no. He's just told Aqua secrets. What are the secrets? What, yeah, what are the secrets? They're the secrets. They're secrets. All right, we don't see that in the game then. He, don't, he doesn't go secret number one, is that... Yeah, they're, they're the secrets. Um, okay. So Terra runs back in just in time for Ericus to come back and tell him that Yen Sid, who it's only now revealed used to be a Keyblade Master, I told you that before, but this is when it's officially revealed. Cool. Um, that Yen Sid has warned them that the princesses of heart are in danger, not only from the heartless, but from a new enemy called the Unversed. Are the princesses of darkness all... Not like of, of heart, not all like seven at this point. We don't question how time flows between worlds. Okay. It seems like they're in a never-ending spatial oh, time loop of God, their movie plot. That, it's awful. Because <laughs> like, if this is ten years before, like, let's take an example of like Belle and the Beast. When we catch up to them like 10, 15 years later, they're almost just at the point of him turning into a man. Does he do that? The film ends and then... <laughs> Uh, possibly, I'm gonna be honest, I've always thought, because even in, like, Kingdom Hearts 3, you go back to Worlds, and it's like, you're still on the same plot. Uh, they only have so much Disney movie to work with. Um, anyhow. Oh, but what about some of those excellent straight-to-DVD sequels? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, there's a new force called the Unversed that are created from negative emotion. So, Heartless... Created from darkness. Nobody's created from the husks left behind when a heartless is created. And unversed, which are negative emotions. Negative in what sense? As in lack of emotion or like bad emotions? Like bad emotions. Like, like being like, angry. Like, like ang- anger and jealousy. And is that, that not also the kind of thing that turns you to the darkness? They're similar. Are there not also just like natural human emotions which we've seen people exhibit over the course of this series? Yes, yes. But these are like... It's like excessive amounts will create the unburst. Anyhow. Okay. Um, Ericus is like, Terra, Aqua, you're both powerful. Go deal with them. <clears throat> um, he's, which, then he's like, we need to uh, keep the balance of the light of the dark. And it's like, Dewey, buddy, you seem really against the darkness, but I. Yep. Uh, and he sends them out. Um, he also mentions how he tried to tell Master Xehanort, but he wasn't able to reach him. Which, you know, well, he doubts is connected, troubles him. That's weird. It's almost like he's hanging out in the realm of darkness where Eric has <laughs> probably can't reach him. <laughs> We're also gonna... But he, so, so he additionally tasks them, while you're out dealing with the Unversed, uh, find out what's going on with the princesses, also find out where Master Xehanort went. Sure. And it's like, didn't Master Xehanort leave three minutes ago? Can you not run out and catch him before he gets in his car to drive yeah. off? Also, Ericus, this seems like a you problem. You've only made one of these people a master. One of them's pissed off at you, and another one is a child. 
Yeah. Ericus, go deal with your go get your friend. Yeah, it's like so, you've, it's like you've not given your employee a pay rise and then asked them to go and do more work I will the same say, day. I'm noticing. Are you okay right now? Is work all right for you? Because I'm noticing a lot. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Aqua's a master. Fair enough, sending her off. Terra's like on the cusp of being a master, so fair enough, sending him off. Just give the and he, certificate. And he doesn't send Ven. He Ven gets to stay there. Oh, okay. Uh, Ven's not even in the room when this happens. Cool. Um. So, Ericus then unlocks something called the Lanes Between, which are forbidden pathways between worlds that Keyblade wielders can use by flying on ships made out of their Keyblade. Sorry. So. <laughs> ships made why out Mickey, of there. Right around enough. Yeah. Keyblade That's ship. a good question. Because Mickey has a bit of trouble Mickey getting around sometimes. <laughs> we don't question. Wait, so what, like, as they just, like, ride on the Keyblades through space, or the no, Keyblade transforms? The Keyblade turns into, like... A weird cruiser thing, like a spaceship kind of thing, but it's not like a spaceship you go inside. It's like a spaceship that you like, w- like one of them you ride on. It's like a surfboard, and the other it's like a motorbike. Of course, it is. Like a transformer. Kind of, yeah. So we've got Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Transformers uh, yeah. parallels so far. We also cool. learn uh, that the the lanes between are kind of like on the cusp of dark. They're between light and dark, which they use to travel, but they're like close enough to the darkness that they need special armor. So they have Keyblade armor. Okay, right. So first off, uh, this is awesome. I love it. Uh, second, it is the most Square Enix design <laughs> possible. It also reminds me of a of a Yu-Gi-Oh card. The the idea of this knight, but with a visor. I'm sure that's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Mm. Maybe I'm, I'm misremembering. I mean, we already said off off camera that the the Zemnis dragon also looked like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. We did. So yes. maybe there's just a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh inspiration. Yeah, I know you probably expected us to be a bit more reactionary to this, but I think we're both on board, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's cool. I like this. Yeah. Um, so this. It's very similar to the black coats. It's just armor against darkness. Cool. These these are these are cool in the black coats because at least you can tell who's in them. <laughs> um, basically, anytime they go off into the lanes, they need to be wearing this. Cool. Lastly, he reminds them that only Keyblade wielders can, of course, know of the existence of many worlds to keep it secret, keep it safe. Yeah, great. Uh, so Ericus stops Aqua before she leaves, giving her like one more task, telling her that the flicker of darkness that she that they saw in Terra worries him. And that if he proves unable to control it, she needs to drag him back to the land of departure. He can't go do a mission if he can't get that darkness under control. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Even though, you know... He Seems like you should have pulled him aside to have a chat with him. Yeah, this feels like some one-on-one Like, I'm really sorry. No, just... Or even like, I'm really sorry about today. And, you know, you're really good. Um, don't worry about this. We'll get the darkness thing sorted because I'm here for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, fam. Um... Meanwhile, what's Ventus been up to? Well, at the same moment that the bell started ringing, Ventus was in his bedroom, having a nap. Um, he rushes out at the sound of the bells, but is stopped when Edgy Mick, uh, Edgy Mick Helmet Face appears in his room behind him, telling him that he better hurry or he's never going to see Terra again. <gasps> uh... Who's this? Who fucking... Who... What? He is the epitome of Edgy. Every single time he shows up, it's literally just... I love how he's been told... You can't fight this child, so he's just gone to his room and go. Who <laughs> invited this cunt to the party? Okay, so he works for Xehanort in a sense, uh, presumably. Yeah. Right. So Xehanort, Xehanort, Xehanort has decided to align himself with somebody who, straight off the bat, clearly does not respect his orders. He's like, I don't well, he's not Xehanort. Well, he's not fighting him. He's just, you know, meing him. Is this like young Zigbar? This sounds like a Zigbar <laughs> thing to do. 
No. Me. No. I would more, tell you. More just like malicious bullying kind of thing. He just comes and like verbally abuses people every time he shows up. Even even when Roxas isn't in the game, Roxas is being bullied by people. Exactly. <laughs> it is a very fair assumption to assume that whoever is under the edgy boy helmet is one of the later council members because yeah. they were working for Xehanort in, in the future. So, worried. Ventus runs off after Terra, and his man, he manages to catch him right before he leaves. Um, uh, and, and he kind of, you know, he, he sees him off, but he's still worried because of what uh, Mr. Helmet said. So Ven also, you know, throws on his Keyblade armor, summons his glider, and flies off after Ventus. Cool. Or after Terra, excuse me. Aqua then comes outside, sees Ven running, and um, Master Ericus is like, oh shit, he shouldn't be leaving. Go get him and sends Aqua after Ventus as well. So it's a Scooby Doo chase. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's going to be thirty hours of a Scooby Doo chase Essentially, yeah. across the Disney World. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which is now why the recommended quote unquote order to play their stories is the order in which they left. So it would be Terra Ventus Aqua is like quote unquote recommended because otherwise you might show up somewhere three hours after a prior character was there and get plot points that don't make sense. Right. Gotcha. Um, anyhow, we've left the tutorial zone and on to our first Disney World, the Enchanted Dominion. Remember how we we didn't go to all the Princes of Heart worlds a, in Kingdom Hearts? Is this Aurora? Yeah. Okay. We go to all the, the ones that we didn't go to but should have gone to in Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, like the OG princesses. Your yeah. Snow White, your Cinderella. Cool, cool, like cool. Like all the ones... That we, we don't go to Agrabah and we don't go to Wonderland because we already did those in Kingdom Hearts oh, 1. Yeah, I'm sick of that. We just Aladdin. go to the other ones. Cool. I, I love the Aladdin movies, but I don't think I ever want to watch them again after this. <laughs> yeah. So, when he lands in Enchanted Dominion, Terra finds these uh, new creatures, the Unverse. He kills them uh, <laughs> and continues on to the castle where on the bridge too, he meets our favorite... Maleficent. Oh, yeah, gotta bring her back. That voice actor oh. is getting her money's worth, man. <laughs> I'm really curious if it's the original Maleficent voice actor, because it goddamn sounds like her. I fucking hope so for her. Um, it's gotta be like 50 years later. I mean, I I'd be amazed. Um, so, Maleficent wonders why Terra isn't asleep when the rest of the realm appears to be. Um, Evil ignores that. He's like, who, are, who the fuck are you? And she's like, what do you mean? Everyone knows me here. I'm the big villain of this world. This Everybody is her knows me. Finding out about other worlds. Yeah, well, so mm. she she manages to get um his name out of him. So he tells her that he's looking for a Xehanort. And uh she says that she doesn't know the name, but mentions that she uh, that she saw someone who she noted also wasn't from this kingdom leaving the castle. Tara rushes up to the castle, um, um, and before he uh, on his way, Maleficent tells him that the person mentioned imprisoning the light and questions if uh, questions if they meant Princess Aurora. Why, why were they talking about it if they were on their own? Why were they, or, did, or did Maleficent go, what are you up to? And he sprinted past going, imprisoning the light? <laughs> let's, let's be honest, a, a, a creepy evil fog would just be like mumbling. It's like, nah, nah, I'm gonna imprison darkness, spooky hands. Are you talking, so are you talking to me? <laughs> Ah, really, really. Darkness, <laughs> darkness, darkness, keep darkness, darkness, keep Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you fight, you, you fight through the castle. Um, thank God, considerably less rooms than a normal Disney castle. 
Uh, you fight through like three rooms of Unversed and end up in Aurora's bedroom. Great, sure, why not? I mean, PSP, smaller worlds, very convenient for when you have three stories. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> so end up in uh, Aurora's bedroom where you find her sleeping. Maleficent appears again, telling him that her heart is filled with nothing but light, that she has no darkness, which is exactly what Maleficent needs. She, in fact, tells him that she needs seven such hearts to gain the power to rule over all worlds. <gasps> wow, we've never heard her say that before. Mm. For some reason, she knows that the Keyblade is the only way to release hearts, and tells Terra that if he wants to know more, he needs to release Aurora's heart for her. He refuses, but Maleficent calls to the darkness in him, waiting to be awakened, and makes him glow green, just like she used to do with Riku. Oh, yeah. Um... Though we see kind of a memory flash of Ericus telling him that darkness is his foe, he seemingly, and seemingly not of his own accord, um, points his keyblade over Aurora, freeing her heart, which goes into Maleficent's grasp. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Full contact. I've played this game and I've forgotten so much, it seems. I remember particular moments. I remember something that happens with Pete later which is not important to anything, but I'm all about that. I remember the general overview. Yeah, I remember the general overview of, like, the three original team. I do not know what the fuck's going on with Mr. McBike Helmet, and I don't know who that is, Um, but I forgot about this. I love how the games you've played in the series, you've absorbed 5%. If that, yeah, my God, yeah. Um, But no, this is... Yeah, okay, I remember all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so she awakens Terra, and Terra... rips Aurora's heart out of her chest and gives it to Maleficent um, before coming back to his senses, where he's like, what did I just do? Ah, what did I just do? Um, he just killed a Disney princess. Yeah, I know, literally. Um, and But don't worry, she's like Kyrie, so she's not no heartless created. Her body's just going to sit there she's without a heart. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, so she's kind of fine. Um, so <laughs> he comes back to his senses um, just in time to hear Maleficent say that what the man said was true after all. Um, he realizes what he's done and blames Maleficent, but she denies that she's done anything, saying that she simply awakened the darkness that was already in him and that he done it, did it of his own accord. Hmm. Um, seeming like, like, kind of like hypnotism, where it's like, I just suggested it, you did it yourself, but you could have stopped yourself if you had the power. Sure. Um, so clearly you are a weak boy! It's um, not very fair on Terra, again. Like, people just keep brainwashing and manipulating him and making him out to be a bad bloke. I mean... Again, another trio. We need our Riku parallel. It's just a bit dense at worst. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, she runs away and Tara leaves the world looking further for Xehanort and questioning if the princesses hold the answers that he's looking for. Doesn't even apologize. Well, I, I guess he, he does look at Aurora and he's like, Saws, I, I might do something about this, I guess. Is that what he says? Something like that. I I'm trying to figure out if I like Terra or not, so I need you to be sincere with me. Is he is he like actually upset about what's just happened? He is he is actually upset. Okay. But right. he's but he's basically like, I can't do anything about this. I need to go find Xehanort. Cool, cool, okay. Um next up, he heads over to the Dwarf Woodlands. Um, where for some reason he seems to land right in the evil queen's mirror chamber. Cool. Yeah. Um, so she's he he walks in to see the evil queen talking to her magic mirror. Um, and he's like, oh, a magic mirror that sees everything. Maybe that can give me answers. Um, he hears the mirror mention that um, her heart is pure light, realizing uh, Snow White is a princess heart. Yeah, obviously it's mirror, mirror on the wall. 
do, do, do all the questions always have to rhyme? Like, does he work that out and have to go up and go, mirror, mirror on the wall, have you seen Xehanort at all? <laughs> and there's like, that rhymes, but technically the, the, it doesn't follow yes, the same pattern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sa- sadly not, sadly not. Um, the evil queen just likes rhymes. Extra. Uh, she, she's very theatric, which honestly I can appreciate. Um, so... Uh, the evil queen catches Tara, who tells her that, she, she, she's like, who are you? Why are you in my cast? He's like, oh, yo, ha- have you seen Xehanort? Doesn't, like, even introduce himself. She's like, yeah, have you seen a guy named Xehanort? What? Get out of my room! <laughs> um, to which she's like, I don't care. But, if you do something for me, I'll ask the mirror where he is. To which she tells him that, essentially, he needs to play the part of, uh, the hunter from the Snow White oh, story. No. He needs to go kill Snow White. And bring her Snow White's heart. Now, is Snow White a boss Tara, fight? Tara, of course, <laughs> lobbing apples at you. <laughs> Tara, and this woman. Tara, of course, thinks that she's talking in like Kingdom Hearts terms, and he's like, "Oh, you want her heart of light because you're a villain." <laughs> Whilst, meanwhile, I don't think that the evil queen knows no, what the no, fuck she's is. Just like, I think yeah, she physically her just heart, wants. Her heart I think she just physically wants the organ. Go and cut <laughs> out her heart. Ah, yes, her heart of light. The gem. You want, you want? You want her? I don't care how you do it. Poison, <laughs> kick her to death. I don't care. He's like, he's like, don't worry, I have a keyblade. I can, I just take it out. So he finds Snow White, who has a terrifying voice. <laughs> He's just walking about like, do you know Xehanort? <laughs> he walks up to her and it's the first question he asks. Is the first question That'll he asks. That'll be a nightmare if him and Donald ever meet. Have you got a blades? Do you know Xehanort? Does Xehanort have a key? And, you know, obviously... Snow White has no fucking clue what he's on about. Um, and then some unversed appears. She's like, oh no, and she runs away. Oh, I'm so glad that we've got back to this shit. <laughs> um, so Tara defeats the unversed and um, thinking on how uh, she doesn't know anything about Xehanort, he's like, uh, back to the mirror. Meanwhile, Ventus shows up here and he's in the dwarves mine. Oh, cool. He asks them if he's seen Terra, but they're super sus of him. They think he's like a thief come to steal their diamonds and they just will not trust him. No. Uh, Grumpy keeps like shit talking to him. <laughs> like anytime any of the others want to like maybe help him, Grumpy's like, sit the fuck down. We do not help this stranger. He's an outsider. Cool. Um, And they're like, fuck off, go to the castle. Right. Castle SP. Um, Now, that's enough Ventus. Back to Tara. Okay. We go back to the castle, and the queen is pissed that you came back without ripping out Snow White's heart. So, she pours a little magic juice on the magic mirror, and it sucks you in, where you have to have a boss fight against the magic mirror. Oh, cool. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. is a very cool boss fight visually. Um, Obviously, you kill it, and you come out, and she's like, what the fuck? You weren't meant to get out of there. Um, and you're like, bitch, tell me where Xehanort is. And she's like, fucking fine, Mirror, tell him so he gets out of my castle. Mirror comes up bruised and beaten just in the face. <laughs> and the Mirror shows back and it's like, beyond both light and dark he dwells, where war was waged upon the fells. 
It could literally be anywhere, Mirror. <laughs> no, man, he's beyond dark and light. Where there was a war. Okay. Um, and Tara's like, oh, man, that's super helpful. And he, he gets out of there. Oh, he knows. Does he recognize? Really? I have no clue if he actually does or if he's just like, thanks for the tip. You're, emba- you're embarrassed at that point. We've all wanted to, like, leave someone's house and we're just... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go. Uh, back with Fenny. Um, he meets Snow White near the dwarf's cottage. This is, like, maybe five minutes after she ran away from Tara. Um, and she's looking for a place to sleep. She's real tired after running into them. Oh. So he's like, oh, man, I just saw a cottage over there. You know, you can go sleep there. <laughs> um, I like the, no, so, so I really like this because the, the normally with the Kingdom Hearts stuff that we, the Disney worlds we've gone to, it's like the plot of the movie will happen no matter what, whether Sora goes or not, mm-hmm. it, it will presumably resolve itself. Just we help this, the process. This is like characters are directly enforcing the plot of the Disney movie. Like, Venice is straight up just like, right, Snow White, you've, you're Snow White, you need to go do your Snow White plot, there's a cottage, go hang out, do your Snow White plot. Tara's like, bloody, giving Maleficent Aurora's heart and shit. Like, <laughs> these movies wouldn't happen without these, they're all idiots. They're just Disney plotting. Sure, I love it. Keep it going. Um, so, uh, he shows back up and the dwarves are like, he's the thief, he's the outsider, why is he back? Is that how the dwarves talk? They instantly are like, oh, but Snow White, we love her. You know, we've just met her, but she's great. You know, we love her. She's fantastic. Um, So just constantentist, but whatever. Sure. So Snow, Snow White's like, no, 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 I just want a nap. So, so she explains the situation. And she's like, uh, and along the way, she mentions that there was a dude with a sword that looked like a key. Then's immediately like, Tara! But uh, the the dwarves are like, um are like, no, this outsider boy, he sicked the demons on our precious Snow White. Okay. Um, and then's like, no, I'll prove you wrong. And he runs off. Never seen him again. Um, <laughs> and, I'll prove you wrong, leaves. And, he, and unfortunately, he's not able to find Tara, but what he does find is the evil queen who, uh, after Tara fucking failed her, she's gone into her old hag disguise. She's here to get the apple. Cool. And of course, she drops the apple and Ben picks it up. He's like, here you go, ma'am. Have your apple out. <laughs> Um, uh, and, 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 and she sees Ven's sword and she's like, I've seen one like that before. Um, and, and Ven's like, you know, Tara. And she's like, yes, he attacked me. He was looking for a man named Xehanort and he attacked me. <laughs> yeah, great granny. Um, yeah. um, what must you all menace a poor granny so? Got, I mean, good improv from the evil witch. For, like, what has to be a pretty jarring day of, like, a second anime-haired boy who looks nothing like you've ever seen just portals out in front of you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can make this work, yeah. Uh, she dementia. <laughs> sorry, when Aqua finally comes through, she's just gonna go. Oh, get fucked! <laughs> <laughs> Ventus is like, I don't care about any Xehanorts, but do you know where Tara is? And she's like, No, go away! And uh, and and and, and, and Ven and and Ven leaves this world, doing absolutely nothing to stop the Queen from poisoning Snow White. <laughs> It's like the horses of the apocalypse. These three fuckwits. Have you heard of the good word of Xehanort? Is, is, is Mickey not noticing any of this? That like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Mickey. Mickey shows up, we'll get to him. Oh. Um, but I, I have a note here after this saying, finally, somebody who respects that Keyblade wielders shouldn't interfere with the Disney plots. Yeah, straight <laughs> yeah. Let her go kill Snow White. Um, okay. 
Enter. Uh, so then we're still then, and we go off where we end up in the Castle of Dreams. Oh, this wow. is Cinderella. Yeah, okay. here's Cinderella. Um, where we see Cinderella in her attic, looking longingly out at the castle. Um, and her rat friends come up. And they're like, "There's somebody new. Uh, we never seen him before. He's in the trap downstairs." Um, and uh, we we go downstairs, and for some reason, Ven is like. Mini, he's like two inches tall and he's inside a rat trap. So Cinderella goes, saves him. She thinks that he's a mouse, despite the fact he is very clearly a tiny human. Um, but she's like, here's another mouse and introduces him to Jacques the Rat. Um, coincidentally, uh, you do help make the dress. She gets it on, she goes to the ball, and of course, two minutes later, Tara arrives just in time to see that the dress has been ruined by the evil stepmother and the stepsisters. Aww. Um, and, and he watches fairy godmother show up and fix her up, uh, throw in a pumpkin and send her to the ball. Cool. For some reason, he realizes during this that Cinderella is a princess of light. And he's like, aha, my next princess. Um, Tara ends up escorting Cinderella to the ball. Oh. What, what a gentleman. Look at that bow. So he's actually helping this time. I know. He's not going to the villain. Wow. Good for him. Um, he saves her from someone versed. And then when talking to the Grand Duke, um, who, if you'll remember, is is the guy who, in the Cinderella movie, is like the <clears> right <throat> hand of the king. And he's the one who later is like going around the kingdom with the shoe and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter. He's talking to him afterwards. And the Grand Duke mentions that the creatures began appearing after a boy in a mask arrived in the kingdom. Oh, motorcycle McBikey helmet. Motorcycle McBikey. They keep calling it a mask. I've been calling it a... Biker helmet. Oh, I like it's biker like a, helmet, yeah. It's a motorcycle McBikey helmet. Where do the unversed come from? Are from we negative to... emotions. Yeah, yeah, but like... From why... negative emotions. Okay. But... From negative emotions, shut your mouth. <laughs> but they're not in They're from negative day. emotions. <laughs> okay. And he tells him that the monsters seem to obey all the commands of Masky McBiker helmet. Okay. Okay. Well, he's full of negative emotions. He's a prick. He's <laughs> <laughs> surprised he didn't come into Cinderella's room and go, that dress really doesn't look very good on you. Bye. <laughs> so, as we know, the clock strikes midnight. Cinderella runs off, just in time to run past Aqua, who's arrived at her first Disney World. Oh, hooray. Aqua's finally relevant. Okay. Uh, Tara very briefly meets with her, tells her that Ven ran away. She's like, oh, no, Ven. And he's like, Aqua, Xenor's looking for... Uh, the Princess of Light. Bye. Um, and he's thinking about uh, the boy in the mask and Xehanort. And he, he goes to meet with Yen Sid. Cool. But before we get that, Aqua needs to have her Disney moment. So so at this point, none of them are suspecting Xehanort. They also just think he's off doing his thing for per- for reasons they don't understand. Essentially, yeah. Cool. Well, th- I mean, they think he's missing currently. Right, right. They still think he's missing. Cool. Uh, maybe Tara's starting to get an inkling, but Tara's also a bit dense. So yeah. maybe not. Okay. So... Um, Aqua needing to have a Disney plot goes to Tremaine Manor where she meets the fairy godmother who tells her that it's dangerous to fight darkness with light as strong rays of sun are ought to create dark shadows mm. which again this whole game starts to give us the impression that darkness or reinforces the impression that darkness isn't all bad and starts to give us the impression that light isn't all good and that yeah. we need to keep them a bit more in balance Okay. You can't just use the light to get rid of all the darkness because if there's only light, you'll get just more shadows. Cool. I'm still quite oh. aware that light has not created waves of monsters which eat worlds yet. 
I'm waiting for light to have well, I mean, a that, bad thing. That's a bit of a history rise to victors. You could consider all the Keyblade wielders monsters that the light has created. From a dark person's perspective, we're just on the light side, so... But again, Keyblade wielders don't eat worlds. They do. They eat the worlds out of the dark world and drag them to the light world. Just like the Heartless eat worlds out of the light world and bring them to the dark world. I have no response. Cool. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> this is why this is why I'm asking. <laughs> it's not wrong. Um, it's just a bit of a history writes. Uh, Victor writes the history. Um, anyhow, um, she says how the darkness and jealousy of the Tremaines balances out with Cinderella's light, so she can't do anything to stop them from abusing Cinderella. See, fuck no, what? <laughs> Fucking again, again though. It's it's really like this is another example. So the game is. Maybe on purpose, or maybe accidentally, conflating cruelty and jealousy and bullying with darkness as a concept. And if the two are not the same, stop doing that. I mean, maybe Ak was just mid-reading the situation, which, fine, they're all idiots, but, like... I'm gonna be honest, Fairy Godmother spouts a lot of shit that just doesn't really come up again, okay. so... She does, however, um, send Aqua in to help Cinderella, uh, just to help... Cinderella's light to not go out. Right. So that her light can balance out with the abuse. <laughs> sure. Or something. Rebalance. Um, yeah, while she's in there, she meets with Jacques, who mentions Ven. And she's like, Ven was here. And Jacques's like, yeah, Venny's my, Ven, my very good friend. He's looking for another friend. But he just missed him. Oh. Um, uh, and, and Aqua goes to... And she meets Jacques right as he's going to, like, remember, Cinderella's locked up in a room by the Tremaines so that they can't put the slipper on her. Um, and Jacques's going to go rescue her. And Aqua's like, I'll buy time. Go get Cinderella. Jacques's getting a lot of screen time, which I, I know, didn't Jacques expect great. him to. Yeah, Jacques's great. Um, there's much hijinks. Uh, she falls from a rafter. And she's like, I can, can I try on the shoe? Um, and the Tremaine's are like, why are you in my house? And, and, and the Grand Duke, and, and the Grand Duke's like, well, every girl in the kingdom. And Aqua's like, well, I am a girl. But you're not from the kingdom. Well, Why? She, but she's in the kingdom. She's got stuff. Didn't to say do. every girl from the kingdom. It said every girl in the kingdom. Um, <laughs> luckily, just in time to stop um, uh, to stop the game from giving fetish artists anything to uh, sniff over. Uh, Cinderella yeah. shows up so that they can, you know, continue on with her feet and the slipper. Cool. Um, is Aqua bummed about that? She's like, oh, I really wanted to be a Disney princess. No, Aqua very clearly did not want to put on the show oh, for okay. some reason. <laughs> I mean, her boots are like big strap-on boots, so it'd be a nightmare to take off. I know. I know. I know. I'm uh, still wondering how the sleeves get put on. <laughs> so, um, Cinderella tries in the slipper. The trains, for some reason, create an unversed pumpkin carriage, which you rescue Cinderella from. Then, uh, the Tremaines straight up die. Um, and then Tremaines Cinderella create, gets her prince. The Tremaines create a pumpkin. The Tremaines. They, they're not supposed to die. They die. How? They die in the movie. Who they kills die. them? Does that kill kills them? them? Right, okay, another one. <laughs> Fuck. No, I t you're right. No, I take it back. You know, I was talking earlier about how Keyblade wielders are, like, not doing anything wrong. Between Sora and Aqua, Can I think the list is growing. Can we circle back the creating a pumpkin carriage? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Tremaines, they're like, they're like, um, oh no, we're mad that Cinderella gets to be the Disney princess. And we've got negative emotions, so they turn a pumpkin into a carriage again out of negative emotions, and it's an inverse pumpkin carriage, and then when you kill it, you also kill them. Okay, so 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 your negative emotions uh, connect you to something, 
that you create, and if that thing dies, you die. Oh no, 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 no! The, like I, I forget so, if she like crushes them with the carriage or something. So does the <laughs> does the does the wee duke guy who helps out the prince? Because yeah. Cinderella is not here to put on the shoe right now. Does the wee duke go back? The prince is going. Should we go back there? Yeah, we'll go back and just find Cinderella surrounded by the like decimated bodies of her adoptive family. No, 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 no don't worry, don't worry. By the time by the time that she kills the Tremains, Cinderella's already gone to meet her prince. Don't worry, they're having their happy ever after. Bloodlust <laughs> around every corner. I should go back and tell my family what's happening. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't like them, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fuck them, they're shite. Next. Aquawood tells the fairy godmother that she's always been taught to destroy darkness with light, and that if she can't use light, what can she use? Um, and of course, fairy godmother, being the incredibly helpful character she is, tells Aqua that she's too young to know these things, and that one day she'll find the answer herself. Oh, is that... Is that that's setting up a character arc? It sounds like no. Oh, this is never revisited. Hooray! This is never revisited. Thanks. Very you can't godmother. use the light. You just need to hit people over the head with an iron pipe. Yeah, crush them with a carriage. Yeah. Solves all your problems. So because Aqua, um, we're still playing as Aqua, and she, but she felt a bit left out uh, from the prior Disney worlds. So she heads over to the dwarf woodlands where she finds uh, the carnage that Ven has wrought by not killing the evil queen. Sure. Um, the dwarves tell her that to save her, somebody needs to brave the castle, which, you know, gives Aqua something to do, I guess. No, wait, I thought, so, do you just kiss Snow White? She's fine. That fixes the problem. Oh, no, it's a Disney no. game. You can't have a gay. And also that would be true love's first kiss, isn't it? It's true. Yeah, she's not in love with her. Um, she goes to the castle where she meets Prince. I don't know his name, so I've just called him Prince Generic. I... Prince Generic, that's Prince... great. She sends uh, Prince Generic to go give uh, Snowy a smooch and goes further into the castle where she finds the mirror. You do literally the exact same boss fight again. Oh. Um, and this time it tells her uh, the, the, the queen's gone. Go home. Um, <laughs> there was nothing to do here. Um, she goes back into the woods. Snowy wakes up, reminding her of when Ventus woke up. Oh. Um, which actually seems to be uh, a bit of a surprise to her. Um, presumably something had happened to him. He'd fallen to a sleep. Potentially after the events of the f- start of the game, maybe? Questionably. Okay. Um, and they're all shocked that he woke up. So Snow White waking up reminds her of this. Sure. Um, so then he was also late to a party. And he wants to go meet Aurora. Um, he also meets the good fairies who told, tell him that Maleficent stole her heart. Wait, sorry. So, okay. So we, we've cut away from Aqua's story. We're in Ventus's story now. Well, then, I mean, Aqua, Aqua, you know, Snow White's awake. The, the story done. Cool. Movie's cool. over. So, like, meanwhile, this Credit is Ventus's story. Yeah. So, meanwhile, then uh, also missed out on a world. So, we got to we gotta catch up on that one. Cool. Um, he meets the good fairies who told him that Maleficent stole Aurora's heart. Um, but, but Ven's a good, good boy. Um, and follows them to the mountain fortress of Maleficent. There, he rescues the heart, which Maleficent is kind of just lying around in, like, a glowing orb. Sure. Um, she's not, it's not in her protection, and Ven kind of just slashes it, and the, the heart swoops back on over to Aurora. Hooray. Just flies back. When you... Wish upon a star. <laughs> uh, so before Ven leaves, though, uh, Maleficent shows up, and she's like, Oh, a Keyblade, you must be Ventus. Oh. And he's like, how do you know my name? And he's like, guess what? Tara was the one who stole Aurora's heart, not me. And <laughs> and, 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 and Ventus is like, no! Um, but Maleficent's like, no, I can't fight you. I was told to leave you. <gasps> Why? 
You, she's like, I can't hurt you. Somebody told me not to do that. Did Terra do that? Uh, no. Uh, of course, though, uh, you see, you still need a good, you still need a good boss fight. So you team up with the fairies to get more of Maleficent, trying to convince, um, him of Terra's actions. She's like, he's like, no, Terra would never do that. She's like, but he did. Um, Aqua also shows up because she also Aqua also shows up because she also missed this world and wanted in on the fun. And and Aqua was also like, no, she's lying. Terra would never do that. Um, and Maleficent's like, oh, Aqua. And she's like, how do you know my name? Um, and Maleficent's like, even the closest of friends can't know the depths of each other's hearts. Uh, Maleficent just being a fucking agent of chaos here. I, I love know, it. Literally. Aqua tries then to bring Ven home, but he's like, no, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Helmet told me that Terra's going to go away and I need to, I need to help him. Bye. And he runs off. God damn it, Ven, just come home, man. And Maleficent's like, uh. Like, Aqua, by the way, I know about Keyblades. <laughs> okay. Bye. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and for some reason, um, because she knows about Keyblades, for some reason, Maleficent knowing about Keyblades mean, makes Aqua go, oh no, Terra did steal the heart. Because clearly Maleficent can only know about Keyblades if she saw one work. Yeah, I'm, I'm wary of how quickly Aqua's writing Terra off here. She's yeah. like, oh, he seems bad. He had a bit of darkness on his hand, and we were rivals for a bit, I guess, so baddie. Eh, I wouldn't really even call them rivals. But, um, and Maleficent's like, yes, Xehanort told me about you three. She's like, Xehanort, what? Um, and then she runs off. And, uh... <laughs> Did she not go, where is he? <laughs> or... No, 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 Maleficent runs off. Oh, right. And, and... <laughs> she's the second... <laughs> so you run after her, defeat her little pig goblins, uh, and then uh, Aqua catches up. And she's like, "Tell me about Xehanort." Uh, which, of course, to respond to that, uh, she turns into a dragon and <laughs> dies. Also, Prince Philip is here. Uh, very briefly, we do get a shot of Xehanort in a place that, um, from outside, it has a very similar architecture style to Radiant Gardens. And he's talking to a dude in, in this sick scarf and gloves combo. Um, and he's got he's got a real familiar looking grin. Cool. But he, then right. half the people in this series have very familiar looking grins, which weirdly are all unique. But anyhow. Cool. Do, would If you showed us the grin, do you think we would be able to go, oh, it's this person? No. No, okay. Probably. So it's kept, it's mysterious for now. No I problem. would be able to, but I don't think you would. Sure, that's fair. Um, <laughs> That's definitely fucking fair. <laughs> I was getting really bored of writing their actual world, actual world name, so I've called this part Daddy's Mysterious Tower. <laughs> uh, Daddy so Xehanort, or our mystery daddy. Uh, daddy yes, mystery daddy. daddy. So of course, uh, Terra arrives right at, back with Terra, he arrives at, um, against its tower, Yay. right in time to see Mickey for the first time. Alakazam. And, uh, he, yeah, he, he raises something into the air, he goes, Alakazam! And he turns into a shooting star and shoots in the sky. Just to just to note, um, he doesn't have his Kingdom Hearts one Keyblade because he's of course not been in the realm of darkness yet. This Keyblade is Starseeker, which you can get as Sora. Uh, Starseeker is Master Yen Sid's Keyblade. Okay. 
Um, which assumedly he gave to Mickey here, and he later gives to Sora in Kingdom Hearts one or two, or in Kingdom Hearts two. So I don't know when Mickey starts to learn to use the Keyblade, but is the idea here that yet he's learning, or is he already pretty good with it? Um, he's he's I I would put him at least on par with our other trio. Right. I do not actually know though if Mickey is yet a certified master. Cool. I don't know if he's yet a master. <laughs> But he's he, but he's not bad. If Mickey Mouse understands the concept of using glittery crystal things to shoot into the air and disappear, why does he build a fleet of gummy ships when he could just teach everybody that move? Oh, it's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. There is there, there's a reason. Every time we hear master rank of master, I'm just hearing prequels in my head. Like <laughs> Mickey, you have a seat on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. <laughs> well, that's not fair. <laughs> I hate. How many parallels to Star Wars we're getting? Because it's just making me feel like in Phase Four, the Star Wars worlds that are inevitably coming are going to fit way too well. Yeah, they're going to yeah. fit uncomfortably well. Um, yeah. So he, he runs off and Tara's like, "Okay," and walks in to meet Daddy Yensid. <laughs> Did you draw this? <laughs> no, I went. <laughs> it's another T pose for those of you listening of Yensid, but it's being like drawn in paint. paint. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. I love this. Oh, it's look. captured this expression and emotion really well. <laughs> I know. Uh, credits. Uh, big, big, big ups to to the, to the artist. Um. Anyhow, Yensid's like I've been expecting you, Tara. Uh, but. I am no Keyblade Master, so I can't help you. Great. <laughs> Useful, as always, Yensid. <laughs> Yensid so far has not contributed much to the franchise. Which is very bizarre because in the future games, he's like the driving force of it. Yeah. I feel like this guy's sitting on a lot of knowledge like, and power that he's not sharing. You get to Cage 3 and he literally like orchestrates the plot. <laughs> um, Anyhow... Uh, Tara's like, by the way, there was a weird rat outside your house. <laughs> and, and he's Anor. <laughs> he's Anor. And Yensid's like, oh, sh- yeah, that's uh, that's Mickey. He's a little punk. Um, and he stole my star shard, which has a power he doesn't understand. Oh. So he's just using it to fuck off and teleport between worlds. Yeah, pretty much. Fucking Mickey Mouse. Mickey seems like a power-hungry, like, <laughs> conniving, like... I mean, he's been like that all the way back since the steamboat. Yeah, yeah oh. but when when you said Yens had trained him, I didn't think he was like nicking stuff from Yens and like going <laughs> off on his own. I mean, like when we see like images yeah. of like Yens tra- training Mickey, like Mickey. in Fantasia, Mickey's still fucking things up, like yeah. eating Mickey's uh, eating Yens's lunch out of the fridge <laughs> without telling him. Oh, worlds will be mine. He he, <laughs> he, he he peels off the piece of tape that has Yens's name on it. <laughs> yes, it doesn't have anybody's name on it. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey, we took, if the toilet paper runs out, you need to buy some sometime. Well, I'm heading out, didn't hear that. <laughs> Yensen continues at saying like, that, like Tara, uh, Mickey is eager to use his Keyblade to set things right. So at least Mickey's a good boy. Sure. He's a mischievous good boy, but he's a good boy. He's a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, and then Tara, of course, is like, but where's Xehanort? <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah. <laughs> also, where's, where's Masky McHelmet face? Yeah. And also, what the fuck's an unversed? <laughs> Does Yensid tell him? Um, well, Yensid doesn't tell him, but he's like, well, well, right. what if we all consider that they are, in fact, the same problem? Yeah. And Tara's like, what? 
Um, and then Jensen's like, go away, find Xehanort more. What? Jensen, yeah. it seems like you have the answer to all of our problems in this uh, room. Jens- well, Jensen has doffed the title of master, so he can't help. But that's not how that works. Nah, he, he needs to be like a neutral observer. The fate of the world hangs in the balance. He's not very neutral later on, is he? <laughs> no. <laughs> he needs to be a weird neutral observer for now. Um, so as he leaves, we, 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 we hear Yensid kind of whisper to himself that he had hoped Xehanort's heart would no longer lead him astray. Uh, oh, so clearly this isn't the first time Xehanort's been causing fucking trouble. It's almost as if we should nip this in the bud now, Jensid, rather than send a fucking halfless oaf to go and find him. <laughs> While also, like, letting every world know that there are other worlds out there, breaking one of the... Fuck's sake. Okay. Yeah. So, Z- Jensid, useless. Mickey, so, useless. Ericus, useless. Uh, Tara walks out of the tower, and the first thing he hears is suddenly Xehanort's voice comes to his head and he's like, Hi, Tara. Come here. I want to talk to you. Is that what Leonard Nimoy sounds like? <laughs> yes. Um, and Tara's like, oh shit, it's a Xehanor! And yes, goes, we got him! We got him! Could have done this four worlds ago. And he runs off, seemingly chasing the voice, and and finds Xehanor on a cliff. And he's like, Xehanor, fuck you, we need another world! Xehanor's like, and Xehanor's like, Tara, someone needs to safeguard the light because I accidentally unleashed a demon. I'm so sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> Well, he's, 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 he's like, I made Vanitas. Vanitas is the name of Masky McMass face. Okay. He's like, I accidentally made a Vanitas. What? Okay. Oh. He's like, I accidentally made a Vanitas. I messed up. Uh, you gotta help me. Uh, and, and, and Xehanort tells him that Xehanort used to be Ventus's master before Ericus. Okay. And that during training... Xehanort... Used to be Ventus's master. Yes. Does Ventus remember this? Um, possibly. He's just a little kid. I mean, he just didn't seem particularly surprised when he saw Xehanort floating about his his training grounds. Yeah, I, 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 I think that he knows. Right. Xehanort used to be his master, but he's just not phased. To be honest, I don't think it's explained. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyhow, Xehanort used to be Ventus's master until one day during training, then um succumbed to the darkness. And the only way to save him was to strip the darkness away. And in stripping all the darkness out of Ven's heart, he created Vanitas. Okay. So Vanitas is a being of pure darkness right. created exclusively out of the darkness that Xehanort ripped out of Ventus's heart. Cool. Uh, another uh, example of a dark being just being pure and bridal evil and the game conflating the two then while right. expecting us to be all right with darkness. Um, so we don't know... Okay. So... Uh, he says how in doing so, though, he damaged uh, Ven's heart, which, of course, we saw back at the beginning of the game when Ven was like, oh, I'm so damaged. Right. I'm so broken. Um, and he's like, oh, I, I, I did him so bad. I couldn't, I couldn't possibly make him continue to train under me. He'd feel so bad and so spooked of me. So I gave him to Ericus because I'm a good guy. I thought you'd give him to Destiny Island. Well, he, he doesn't talk about that part. Okay. He ignores that part, and he just says, oh, I messed up, so I gave him to Ericus. I'm not going to lie, Chase. Right now, I'm not believing a single word that comes out of Xehanort's mouth. <laughs> Filled to the brim with convolutions and plot holes. So, lion prick. So, Dara, of course, instantly forgives him, and he's like, Xehanort, you shouldn't blame yourself. You just tried to save him. <laughs> so, uh, 
Manipulation so successful, doing, I guess. What are you doing with your hands? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> he said, oh, no, no, no. He only does the wing, finger wiggles with one hand. That's oh, very important. Apologies, yeah. He doesn't with this hand. It's only with one hand that he does evil finger wiggles. That's important, is it? And it's, it's his keyblade wielded hand. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> so how, how does... I, I don't want to derail this. I'm sorry. I, serious question. So Xehanort is able to pull the darkness out of Ventus and turn it into Venetus somehow. I know that like that's what he told Terra. Look, we're not all idiots here. We know that he's a bad guy, right? So I'm confused about how he's able to do that because that seems something that would be very difficult to do. Is it quite simply he's super powerful and he can just do it? He just knows his shit. Uh, honestly, yeah. Yeah, cool. I that's mean, fine. Unlike everybody else, he's the first like Keyblade master master cool. that we've seen. Presumably an actual master of the Keyblade. Knows some tricks that Sora Boy and Riku Boy don't know. Cool. I'm more than willing to accept that. I like that as an answer because it requires three words from you and it doesn't require <laughs> a whole game to explain. Nah, I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. It just says that he did it. So, cool. Great. there you go. Now, I could give you the long answer no. <laughs> if we want to go into Union Cross, but no. well, we want Union Cross. Depends how I, far through this game we are. I <laughs> cannot wait to tell Union Cross to you. Okay. Because it just recontextualizes the whole series. <laughs> uh, so, Terra thinks back to when he first met Ventus, and actually when he first met Xehanort, when Xehanort brought Ventus. Right. So, Terra knew that Xehanort used to be his master, because he knew, because he was there when Ventus brought him. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he brought Ventus, rather. Um, and Terra, he, he, he ran up to Ventus, and he's like, oh my gosh, what's your name? Who's who's that Who's that spooky dude? You know, what's going on? Ah. But Ventus like, no, too many questions. Ah, pain. Um, and Eric has walked up, and he's like, no, don't ask him questions. You can't remember anything. You're hurting him. Oh. Um, and uh, so flashback over. Terra asks Xehanort why Vanitas is still free. He's like, <laughs> like, aren't you a Keyblade Master? Could you not have just, like, killed him right there? But, and Xehanort's like, um... It's because Vanitas had a keyblade and he used it to escape. Great. <laughs> Fine. Um, and he's like, and, and and he gives us this. He's like, Tara, please help me. I, I need help. I need help from this not master. Once again, Palpatine coming to mind. Yeah. I'm so weak. <laughs> um, kill him, Anakin. Kill him. Do it. And and, and and he's like, help me right my wrongs. And he's like, Vanitas' darkness is drawn to the light, which he seeks to disrupt and destroy. Sure. Um, hearing this, Terra sees a vision of Aqua and Ven dead. Just like dead on the floor. Xehanort tells him that uh, by his own prior reasoning of Vanitas chasing the light, uh, Vanitas is likely to strike next in the City of Light, Radiant Gardens. Ooh. And Terra's, Terra's like, okay, I'll help you. Bye, off to Radiant Gardens. Great. Doesn't he ask, like, why Xehanort is, is not, isn't coming? Nope. Uh, meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> meanwhile, Ven is, uh, is, is on his glider. He's traveling through the lanes when suddenly uh, Vanitas just flies past him. <laughs> <laughs> just flips him the finger in slow motion. Yeah. Just, see this pure character of darkness in his mouth, and he's going around like popping kids' balloons <laughs> and like knocking people's books out of their hands, and he walks past them, <laughs> <laughs> flipping old ladies off in the street. <laughs> um, um, so, uh, Ventus follows Vanitas and ends up, of course, at the exact same cliffs where Xehanort just was. And, um, and he's like, yo, 
By the way, in my bedroom, the fuck did you mean about Tara being a different person? Um, and Vanitas is like, the Tara you know will soon be gone forever. Also, here's my keyblade. Oh. Vanitas beats just the absolute shit out of Ven. Uh. And he's like about to go and kill him. Um, although, like, as he has his keyblade up, he's like, ah, my master's like, don't kill you, but, like, you're a weak little piece of shit, so I don't care. And he's like, he goes to blow, when suddenly, Mickey Mouse shows up, and he's oh. like, oh, go away, Vanitas. Sure. Hi, Ven. Um, Wait, what What world? This is a canyon. Where, where are we? I don't know. It's just a cliff. It's, it's not giving a name. We're not looking at Disney World. It's, still like- it's, it's not giving a name. We're just on a cliff somewhere. Sure, man. All right. Um. So, so Mickey, Mickey knocks him away, heals up Ven, throws a throws a cure spell on him, and you two uh, fight Venetus together and drive him off. Cool. Uh. Afterwards, you two uh, introduce each other, and Mickey tells Ven that he's been training under Yen Sid. I love the idea of anyone being introduced to him. Hi, I'm Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I'm here to help. I've got my keyblade. I've got my shooting star rock. Don't tell anyone I was here. Um, uh, and, and, and and he's like, oh, Yen Sid told me the worlds were in trouble, so I just went off and I didn't tell him. I'm going to go save him. Yen Sid would have stopped me, so I ran away. Sure, man. Um, and, then, and then Mickey shows Ben the star shard, nope. um, uh, which is when we learn uh, that, that its powers, and this is why he uses a gummy ship, is that he assumed that the Star Shard would take him anywhere he wanted to go, but it doesn't. It just kind of warps him to a random world. (laughs) So he hasn't gotten the hang of it. Um, But notes that uh, without it, he wouldn't have been able to rescue Ven. So maybe it's not an accident. Maybe that like, you know, reacts to destiny, takes him where he's needed. Uh, He he holds out the rock to Ventus. Ventus Ventus, like touches it and it it just steals it. Rock sends him off in a shooting star. And Ventus lands in Radiant Gardens. Oh, that's lo- because <laughs> because the rock works on the powers of convenience. Yeah, I was gonna say. So, yeah. but I thought the rock doesn't take you where you want to go. It, it, no, it, it, well, it. I mean, Ven didn't know he wanted to go to Radiant Gardens. Oh, but but Tara know. was going to Radiant Gardens, and he wanted to find De- Tara. So the rock's like, okay, there you go. There's a Tara. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> So, Ben looks and he's like, where the fuck did Mickey go? But he sees a castle, so he runs up to find... Z- oh, that's Radiant Gardens. To find Zaldin and Lexius? Oh, hello. Oh. Look, they still have their spear. But Zaldin... So, Zaldin they, has- so they... So they... These... So, so they look the same in, in death as nobodies as they did when they were alive. Unlike some other nobodies we've seen. Whose appearance has changed quite considerably in what some nobody's cases. nobody's appearances have changed? Um, bloody Xehanort changed when he turned into a Oh, nobody. that's a really fun. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So why well, these two look identical? There's reasons. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, sure. We'll okay. There. We'll get there. Um, okay. So I will tell you, this is in fact not the Zaldin and Alexius. This takes place prior to the creation of the organization. Cool, yeah. So this is still them. Their names are... Dylan <laughs> So this is Zal- I'm not gonna be threatened if a guy called Dylan comes up to me even if he's got a big spear. So this is Dylan and Alias. 
What? No, you can't call them aliens. Because that's implying another level of double naming. Well, no, alias, alias spelled A E L E S. A E L E U S. Okay, fine. Fine. Alien. Get out of the name. Dylan. <laughs> is no, Dylan. No one is, did, is that the plainest name in the series so far? No wonder Dylan was happy to have a more menacing name bestowed upon him. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm first. Let me be up first. Oh. No, res- no disrespect to any Dylans out there, by the way. We're just. With the aesthetic of the character, it was just a surprise. For just as it would be if we met a Neil amongst the cast. Can you imagine if they introduced themselves like Team Rocket style? Xemnas, Xehanort, Vanitas, and Dylan. <laughs> um, and the only reason I can tell you this now is because technically all of their somebody names were in the glossaries of Kingdom Hearts 2. But I didn't get into that. So I they are the guards. They are, they are apprentices of Master Xehanort, but they work as the guards. Um, to the castle. Cool. Um, so, they're like, you can't come in my castle. But then an unversed shows up and Ven's like, I got it. Um, and and meanwhile, uh, Vexen, whose name is Evan, walks up. <laughs> this is, this is Evan walks up and he looks at Ventus killing the thing and he's like, oh, your heart has no darkness. Mm. So he's like a princess of light. But notably, he's not a princess of light in that he naturally has no darkness. He notes how all the darkness was ripped out of his heart. Cool. So, for some reason, he can tell that. Cool. <laughs> Why can Evan tell that? It's not explained. Evan, Vexen, Vexen, uh, person that makes replicas. Green, green-eyed scientist, yeah. Okay, cool. Are these people nice? They're not nice. Like, uh, right, in this in this story? I mean, they're they're like, doing bad stuff they're a bit by like this. gruff dicks, but they're not... Outwardly evil. I, I suppose we might learn this throughout this game, but they may well have started the old child experimentation stuff by this time. We don't know. So, mm. elsewhere, Terra also arrives finally. Hey. And he sees that Xehanort did follow him, and he's walking around, and he's like, why the fuck? And he goes to follow him. Uh, Terra defeats some unversed, rescuing Scrooge McDuck. Sure. <clears throat> uh, who tells him that he came to this world by the power of money. <laughs> so Tara... is this game gonna say something or is it not gonna bother <laughs> well in in thinking oh excuse me that was that was um that that wasn't Tara. that was ven who saved scrooge mcduck oh. and in thanks scrooge gives him three uh lifetime passes to disney town which he notes are is good for him and two adults fuck's sake okay thanks square yeah. enix so he, he, get, he gets to go to disneyland lifetime passes Thanks, Scrooge. Um, meanwhile, Aqua also shows up. Oh my gosh, they're all in the same world for once. Uh, and she meets Scrooge, who's like, Ven went to the castle. Um, and at the castle, Aqua fall finds a bizarrely familiar young piece of white bread. Running away oh, from the unverse. Oh, white bread, yes. Okay. It's white Kyrie. bread. Kyrie. Oh, cute. Yeah, because she came from Radiant Guardians, didn't she? So she yeah, like... Yeah, so she's, she's like five-year-old Kyrie. So she's not she's not gone to Destiny Islands yet. It's just before. Yeah, it's, before, it's like... Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and Aqua notes how she can feel the light in her. Um, the girl runs away from the unverse. They're chasing her and runs and hides behind Aqua. Uh, and she kind of like grabs Aqua's keyblade. And she's like, protect me. Sorry, um, what? What's she like? She's like, I don't think she talks. Um, 
she, she's just like, ah! Um, so, Glad she's luckily, getting, getting as much characterization in this one as she did in the first two. Luckily, Mickey shows up to be a white knight and uh, kills all the unversed. Great. Uh, so that Aqua doesn't have to. Um, uh, he, he, he kills them all, uh, introduces himself, and Aqua mentions the girl's light to Mickey, who agrees, saying that she's someone extraordinary. Um, and the f- camera zooms in on her face as she drools. <laughs> um, Aqua is certain that she's a girl, that the girl is someone that they're meant to protect. Um, and they go to join forces. Just feels it in her bones. Does she... That she's got to protect this. Yeah, she got feels in her bone. But uh, they're gonna join forces. But right then, the crack crystal in Mickey's pockets uh, is like, nope. And Mickey turns into a shooting star and shoots away. Sure, yeah, fine. Fuck off, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> so Mickey showed up to say hi to Kyrie for one second, Great. just so he knew who she was. Great. That is pretty much the only reason. Um, uh, Aqua, of course, introduces herself to Kyrie. Kyrie gives her name. It's, it's meant to be a shock reveal. This is Kyrie. Ah. Uh, as if we didn't all recognize yeah, fucking yeah. Kyrie. Um, then Kyrie's grandma shows up. Oh. Um, and she's like, Kyrie, it's time for dinner. And um, Kyrie's grandma is the woman that we saw in Kingdom Hearts 1 in the uh, weird flash yeah, thing. Weird she told her the story. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which actually, um, before she, uh, Kyrie can run off, Aqua uh, get, uh, touches her little necklace thing and places a charm on it that uh, so that one day when she's in trouble... Her light will lead the light of another to save her. What? It's a little like protection charm. Is Aqua the reason? Is Aqua the reason why Sora is infatuated with Kyrie and goes on his big adventure? It's implied, yes. So Sora's entire... Well, it's either implied that that or it's implied that by the charm and Kyrie's fate to be in danger, it brought her in contact with Sora, who would have naturally gone after her to save her. So Sora's whole story in Kingdom Hearts 1 of being like, I'm just going to fight through and the power of friendship and my heart is big and I'm full of love and I'm going to save my friends. And that's him just fighting through. It's actually literally like machinations put in place by blue-haired McFuckstick <laughs> in the past. Kind of, yes. Aqua is the reason why Sora becomes a hero. Uh, not really. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh... <laughs> I I would I would read it as they were faded and Aqua just kind of like strengthened the fate. I don't know. Destiny, yada yada. Kyrie's like, okay, thanks, weird lady, and runs away to Grandma. And she's like, Grandma, there was a really creepy lady over there. She had a big key. And meanwhile, Donald's off the distance. He hears key. <laughs> <laughs> Following this, they go to the castle grounds and all three finally meet. Yay! Oh, yay and it turns yay. out that the heartless boss—not the heartless, the unversed bosses—they've been all beating are three parts of a mechazord, and they fuse in this little fight, and together they all fight it. Great. Love um, it. After they beat it, Ventus is like, I got two tickets for grown-ups. Here you go, my grown-ups. <laughs> Here you go, parents. Take me to Disneyland. Yeah. Um, and Aqua's like, okay, but as your parent, go the fuck home. Yeah. And, 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 and... Ven is like, nah, man, it's fine. I don't have to. The uh, Helmet McFuckface is is dead. We killed him. And Tara's like, Helmet McFuckface? What? And Tara's like, Ven, let Aqua take you home. I've I've got a dangerous task for big boys only. Um, Despite the fact that Ven battled off and potentially scared away slash defeated Vanitas? Yeah. 
Wow, these two are like just not hearing him out. <laughs> yeah, I know, for real. Um, I said this after the first game that I'm so frustrated when people just don't sit down and talk. And you made the point that they're all 12 in this. Oh, you're yeah, you're the responsible adults. Like, sit down and have a conversation, please. They have zero. They, they don't have time to talk. They've got keyblades to save. Um, So. Terra's like, I've got a dangerous task. And Ock was like, well, that dangerous task doesn't t- sound like what Daddy it's Eric has told you to do. Still right behind Tara at this point. No, he's he's presumably somewhere in Radiant Gardens, but Tara didn't find him. He's on the balcony above wiggling his fingers. Probably. <laughs> Just one hand. Yeah, oh yeah, sorry, one yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but Ock was like, that dangerous task doesn't sound like what Daddy Eric has told you to do. And Tara's like, oh, I'm still fighting the darkness. Oh, no. And Ock was like, are you really... Um, and, and she's like, I've been to your worlds. I've seen the fuck, the fuck shit you've been doing. I saw that you killed Aurora. I back, back off Aqua. The guy got brainwashed into doing it. Are you joking? No, I didn't get brainwashed. She just got like. If I came through like, oh, and I fuck. found that you just cut a woman's heart out, I might ask you some questions. Well, yeah, after being a magical witch woman that definitely can brainwash people. Hmm, but this she, sounds I like Neil's I, fault. She didn't brainwash him. She just gave him a little nudge. Then he's like, okay, I'll run. I don't know about that, man. Um, All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, that Tara's like, bitch, did the master send you to spy on me? <laughs> and he fucks off. And Ven's like, damn, the master told you to bring me home too. You're a dick, Aqua. And he also runs off after Tara. Oh, God, no. Look, Aqua's been a bit of a dick to Tara. But, like, I feel a this little is a... bit sorry for Aqua. There's a lot of responsibility for a young yeah. adult to... Well, there's also where Ven, before he leaves, he's like, damn, Aqua, you really like being a Keyblade Master. Go to your head. And then he fucks off. So mean. Yeah, I feel like a disproportionate response from, from Ven. Maybe not Tara. I get it. She accused him of being a murderer. But yeah. Ven needs to maybe, like, remember he's 10. Also, can yeah. I just say that the world we're looking at right now, which is obviously Thingy Gardens... Uh, has Mario-style pipes on the side of it. I'm hoping leading to a crossover when Disney inevitably buy everything, um, we can get a little bit of... And meanwhile, uh, t- in another part, Terra's walking around, and he's, he's all glo- doom and gloom, and he's like, Master Xehanort's the only one I can count on. Everybody else doesn't like me. God, only Master Xehanort likes me. And, uh, and, and then we see uh, the fine gentleman from before with the scarf and the gloves, and it's Zigbar! But with two eyes. Oh, this is Breg. Sorry, Breg. 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 Uh, so yeah, that's Breg. Um, and 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 Breg's like, dude, Zaynord's. <laughs> Sorry, can you do can you do Breg's voice at all? And if so, can you read out the quote that's on screen? The oh, sassy we'll, bastard. We'll we'll get to that quote in a second. Don't worry. <laughs> we're get, we're getting there. Uh. But but Bre- Breg is like Breg is like, dude, Xehanort just won't shut the fuck up about you. Also, he's looking for you. Uh, also, Xehanort's my prisoner. What, 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 oh yeah, so so Breg has Xehanort prisoner, and Terra's like, I don't believe you, but just in case, I'm gonna go find you. And then turns out he wasn't lying because uh, Xehanort's uh, chained to a pillar. Who's Breg working for? <laughs> um. So yeah, Xehanort's chained to a pillar. And, and, and Bragg is like, yo, I want a Keyblade. <laughs> Give me your Keyblade. Okay. Um, and he's like, yo, Xehanort said that you were like Keyblade Master material. So if I beat you, then I'm a Keyblade Master. Fair logic. Because that's how it works. Yep. Um, so, so you're fighting him and Xehanort's meanwhile up on the pi- pillar like, 
like, Tara, you'll put others to shame if you lose to Bragg. Like fucking Palpatine at the start of the yeah, third Star exactly. Wars movie. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Nomura definitely like really likes the Star <laughs> Wars prequels. Which explains a lot about his writing style and a lot about Xehanort. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, good, Anakin, good. Kill him. Yeah. Do it, do it. <laughs> cut out his, yeah. cut out his eye, which is what we're about to do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, you fight, and during this fight, Terra gives into his rage and gives into the darkness, and he shoots a blast of darkness at Zigbar's eye. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh you you were you were one sentence one ahead sentence of me. One sentence ahead of me. It's not... uh, and this is all for continuity because we love continuity. Mm. Um, and then he shoots another dark beam at the chains, freeing Xehanort. And Xehanort's like, "Ha ha, evil." Uh, so, so Bregg runs away and Xehanort's like Terra you've taken a step forward by channeling the darkness um, and Terra's like oh but now I can never go home and Xehanort's like it's okay I'm your daddy now <laughs> Ericus is a coward he doesn't like darkness and darkness is cool you will henceforth be known as Darth <laughs> Vader no I'll just be adding an X to your name Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like Ericus has lost the balance. He's too close to the light. Oh. Um. Sorry, we didn't get back to Greg's quote on the, oh, on yeah. the during the battle. For a Keyblade Master, you're not very, what's the word, good? Now, all I can think of is there, we're in the same universe as Ariel's in. You know the song where she's like, what's the word, legs? <laughs> it's like, you're not very, what's the word, good? <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> Oh, so Xehanort's like, we must go and bring an end to Vanitas. And then he kind of, he looks over his shoulder and he winks and he's like, Master Terra. Master oh, Vader. Oh, Lord Vader. A bit later, password, and Xehanort, for some reason, is back on this exact same platform where uh, Bragg comes up and attacks him. And he's like, bitch, I, you, I, my eye. <laughs> I lost my eye. You said I wasn't going to get hurt doing this shit. Oh, cool. So Briggs working with Xehanort. Yeah, so Xehanort probably chained himself up there because he's kinky. Um, uh, and then Xehanort summons his Keyblade, which I absolutely, to the point where I put it on the side, need you to remember this Keyblade. It is a very important Keyblade. It's a fine design. I kind of wish it was had something more going for it than metal and spikes. Uh, it's got like goat horns, which is quite satanic as an image. Which is oh yeah, you know, always a shame. Yeah, yeah. He just like shoves shoves the keyblade up and uh, breaks face, and he's like, Haha, I mean, I'm 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 joking. I'm joking. Scars, whatever. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got another one. I've got another one. It's not, it's not really that big a deal. He's, he's, he's like, yeah, I mean, scars, scars are cool. At least he didn't steal my heart. Ha 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 ha. That would have ruined my week for sure. Oh, very good. Wink, nod, wink, nod, because nobody's. I don't think that was meant to be a reference. I think that was just Bragg being Zigbar. <laughs> but... <Fair>. Well... <laughs> Just try to try, try to find the fun. So Zaynord's <laughs> like, yes, it was good, but also Terra still has a powerful light. Um, and he tells him, and this is important, because Terra still has a powerful light, he does not have the power to steal hearts. Okay. So read into that as you will. Anyhow. Oh, so earlier on, when he stole the heart from Aurora. Could have been. 
Mm, wasn't him or yeah. Maybe. Okay. It also could have been him and it was just he had a moment of darkness pops. Okay. Tad unclear to be honest. But we know that Xehanort was faffed about an enchanted minion anyway, yeah. so I'm gonna be honest, I don't know. We can read into it as we will. Um although Zigbar then asks if that means that Terra wasn't the one who stole Aurora's heart, and Xehanort just like ha 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 So we can assume. That it was Xehanort. Cool. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, Ven rescues a very young-looking uh, Yenzo, yeah. a.k.a. Zexion, emo hair boy. Oh. His cool. name's Ienzo, cool. um, who you might also recognize from KH2's Secret Reports, was the one who built the child slavery lab. Oh. Uh, later, as of right now, he's like, 14. Who who saved him here, sorry? Uh, Ven. Uh, Ven. Ven's worse than Terra at this point. He's, he's rescuing well, I mean, baddies I mean, left, right, and center. I mean, Ienzo is just kind of chilling in the square, uh, being attacked by a Heartless. Well, fuck him. And then Evan comes up I would and like he's like... To, I would like to retract uh, my previous referral to this character as Sexion. It's okay, you can say that about the older him. Um, no. I, no, it's the child... Stuff that that's, I was that's yeah, 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 it's nothing, yeah, it's nothing to do with him being a child. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's reasonable. That's okay. At least Lark seems okay. Um, <laughs> why do the X's get put? Oh, we'll get that. Evan. Evan sends Van away. Um, he's he's like Terra's in the outer garden, but also I think that our paths are destined to cross again. Ha ha ha. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so Ben runs off, finds Tara, and Tara's, and, and he's like, Tara, take me with you! And Tara's like, no! Um, but Tara's like, but don't worry, little buddy, I know that when I need you the most, you'll be there, because the power of friendship. Feels a little bit manipulative, to be honest. Yeah, a little bit. And then he just gets on his X-Wing, and he flies away, and then, uh, then goes to tell Aqua that. <laughs> gets on his X-Wing and flies away. I kept calling them X-Wings. They're called Keyblade Gliders, and I don't know why I call them X-Wings. Because this is just Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he can't go tell Aqua because she's busy hanging out with Vanitas. Oh. And Vanitas is, like, saying some uh, some edgy stuff. Um, they fight more edgy stuff, and then he runs away because he's like, Aqua, you're actually kind of powerful and like the other two fucks. So I'll keep you around as a backup. Backup for what? As a backup. Okay. Uh, so Ven catches up, and, and and he's like, "Aqua, take me with you." And she's and she's like, "No, it's too dangerous." Um, before flying away, and it's like, weren't you meant to take him though? Wasn't take that like home. wasn't it like your whole mission? The whole mission was to, to just take them both. And home. you're ranting about you know. Tara going against his mission, and now you're like, no, you can't come with me, even though the master's like, take him with you. So she's flown away, and Ven dreams uh, back to them training when they were younger. Uh, well, actually, this is kind of cool, because uh, a little training thing. You can see that before they get their actual Keyblades, they have training swords that are like wooden Keyblades. So it's like oh. wooden Keyblade shapes, so they can like get used to like the feeling of a Keyblade, but it's not an actual Keyblade. Sure. Yeah, um, cute. Uh, so uh, lots of stuff, bro bonding moment, and Tara gives Ben his wooden keyblade because he assumedly has just gotten his actual keyblade. Right. And has like Tara's name carved it. And uh, to this day, Ven carries it around. Don't know how he carries around a meter and a half long key in like his pocket or something. Don't know where that's been the whole game, but he kind of like, he's chilling, he's chilling like in the square and he's like looking at it. He's like, oh, and he's, it's like, where's that been? And he, he drops it because 
Of course, he doesn't care where Axel picks it up, but this isn't Axel, this is Lee and Isa, and they have sea salt ice cream. Oh, oh. Is Axel topless here? No. Oh, it's like what? a vest thing. It's, it's just, it, it looks like it's blending. Oh, no. oh, because they used to be friends, and that's why he was mad at him yes. during D5 over two days. Oh, the game's immediately got a lot better because Axel's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 well, it's, so this is Lee. Lee. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Also, Lee's. So so Lee Lee looks at the Keyblade and he's like, what the fuck is this shit? That's that's an uncool baby toy sword for losers. Look at my much cool, like, toy chakrams. And they're like little, like, frisbees. He's like flicking on his fingers. It's a real shame that all these characters are dead now in present day because Sora fucking killed them all. <laughs> because Sora went on his murder. Don't forget, uh, Lee, as Axel later, will actually set himself on fire and die that way. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's it's, uh, it's a Disney game, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and uh, because uh, Ven's like, no, my Keyblade's cooler than your... Then your chakrams, they fight. <laughs> and Ven decks him. And then Lee walks away and he's like, we're friends. Oh. Got it. Memorized. <laughs> got it. <laughs> I think they did put actually got it memorized in there, which really annoyed me because it lost emotional value from yeah, the last game. Yeah. But we're going to ignore that. Um, And as they walk away, uh, Ice is like, why are you always picking up stray puppies? Whilst uh, from the void, Roxas and Shion are sobbing. Yeah. Oh, God, them. Oh, I know. Um, and Lee's like, I want to live on in everyone's hearts and memories. <sighs> Sad. I know. Anyway, <laughs> Disney Town. <laughs> we catch back up with Tara. Now, he's got some season tickets burning up a hole in his pocket. He wants to see that sexy ass rat queen. Do you mean Minnie Mouse? So you head <laughs> off to Disney Town. <laughs> sure. Um, where literally you do racing mini games against the Unverse as well as Pete, dressed as what? his alter ego, Captain Dark. Yes, look at that <laughs> outfit. Yes. And you do racing mini games against Captain Dark and the Unverse. Why are the Unverse participating in racing <laughs> I don't games? No, man. Are we saying that Disney Town, Disney Town, Disney Town. is infected with unverse? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Infected with negative emotions. Yes. What is Hate, Mickey fears. doing Sounds. about this? Mickey's not a bad... Remember, Mickey's off somewhere with his star shard. He's left Minnie in charge. Is he a king by this point? Is he, is he currently a king? I think he's in charge, but I don't think he's a king. He's yet to grab, seize power. Which means that yeah. the Ansem reports, when Ansem's like, the king spoke to me or whatever. So that those Ansem reports take place after these events. Yes, I think you're just saying that, and I think that actually the timeline. No, we've well, got no, ten years. We've got ten years to. No, we got ten do. years to work with. I will tell you they do. I don't know if the king is the right thing to point as to why they do. I will tell you they do. Okay, but um. Anyhow, so yeah, that's literally the extent of what Tara does there. Then, then also, you know, he can't. He can't. He's never going to give Tara up. Never going to let him down, and he stalks him there. He is going to run around. <laughs> he is going to run around. <laughs> where, he, where he also meets Pete, this time dressed as Captain Justice. <gasps> Wait, so, okay. Sure. Um, You do a rhythm game with Huey, Dewey, and Louie and the Queen so you can make some ice cream for the festival. <laughs> not, well, actually, not, not they do distracted, call, though. They call her the Queen now that I say that. So he probably was a king at this point. Because they do call Minnie the Queen. 
What's Terra's goal here? Is he still oh, looking for Xehanort? Terra's gone. Terra's gone. So why, yeah, this is Ven. why isn't Vence going after Terra? Well, Ven is, but he needs to stop to make some ice cream. Okay, fair enough. Oh, also, I, I forgot to explain. The, the whole thing is there's a festival, right, um, wherein uh, the Queen will present the Million Dreams Awards, which is a which is a town award for the most exemplary citizen. I remember and this. Pete wants that award. That's why he's going around... Um, helping people in massive air quotes but everyone hates him and uh doing good deeds is not how you win in a democracy it's not why the investor here because everybody hates pete so much that (laughs) their negative emotions (laughs) have created Um, so that's everything ven does here so then aqua shows up where she also runs into captain justice because they couldn't give him a third costume that would be silly captain neutral (laughs) um Although I will say it seems a bit on the nose with uh, which specific version of Pete that each of the three ran into. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they play fruit ball against the Unversed, which is like a, a game where you hit, it's like tennis, but with a big watermelon. Against the Unversed. Against the Unversed. So the Unversed have a concept of sports. <laughs> the un- not only that, the un- Unversed have a, a concept of like doubles tennis. Like... <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Queen Mickey's like, I like Aqua. Also, Terra and Ventus. So you guys win the Million Dreams Award. And then Pete's like, what the fuck, bro? I've been walking around doing so much shit, though. He's been helping people this no, whole time. Eh, and these three jackasses walk up and steal his metal. <laughs> helping is so heavily debatable. No, so, all right, hold on. So, no, no, because no, I remember this. So Ventus, Terra, and Aqua are single-handedly the reason why Pete becomes a villain. <laughs> no! This is Pete's villain origin. It's his villain origin, but Pete wasn't being a good guy around town. He was helping people. He wasn't, though. He's just, look, at most he was stirring up a bit of mischief. The same level of mischief, I would argue, Mickey does on a day-to-day basis. Okay, but Milky's actually helping... Mickey's actually helping people, whereas, like, for example, the ice cream machine, Pete walks up and he's like, I'm gonna smack it around a bit. That's how you help fix a machine. Meanwhile, Ven's like, I'll actually help you fix your ice cream machine. Right, but his intentions are pure. No, they're not. He's not just going out to break the ice cream machine just to fuck with people. But he's not really trying to... It's performative from Pete. He's not doing anything to help people. But... And this is my final point of this, because we're not sticking around (laughs) Disney Town. I want to get to stuff I actually don't know. Um... This, if I remember rightly, is the reason why Pete is, like, ostracized from Disney Town. Oh, yes, because I'm getting that right here. Oh, okay. Uh, because Pete's not happy after Minnie gives the award to the three. And he, he throws a bit of a huff on stage, and so Minnie calls the fucking police and throws Pete in jail. Jesus. <laughs> bit much. <laughs> the guy just wanted to help. Um, And presumably, based on what comes next, this is also actually where... Because we see him, he's not just in, like, a jail cell. He's in seeming like a different pocket dimension. <gasps> Which we assume is the one that... He gets, like, phantom zoned. Which, yeah, which we we presume is the one that um, Donald mentions he got banished to in Kingdom Hearts 2. Although he said that Mickey did it. If this game, if that is this, then it means Minnie did it, which is Minnie worse than the king. Who knows? But... Okay, right, so I just... To to, to continue the phantom zone idea, right, I distinctly remember, uh, way back in the day, the famous uh, comic book, The Killing Joke, where the Joker turns to Batman and says, it just takes one bad day. (laughs) This is Pete's bad day. I mean, you're not wrong. He loses all concept of morality in his phantom zone. To be fair... Well, well, so... (laughs) He's in there for, like, five minutes. And then Maleficent shows up, and she's like, hi, come here. And I wrote that I think they're going to become besties. 
Sure, yeah, because she rescued him from his fucking yeah. insanity prison. The, yeah. the mouse queen put him in. Poor Pete. All right, cool. Next. <laughs> Don't want to think about this anymore. Poor Pete. So um, we go on to the worst world that every fucking game has. Yeah. No, it's wor- It's terrible. So Ben shows uh. up in Thebes um, because prequel... It's Babby Herc before he got big ripped muscles. Cool. But of course, you guys go to the Coliseum playing some fucking games and mumbo jumbo about being a hero. Cool. Does Sephiroth appear in this one? No. Okay, cool. Um, I don't think he appears in any of the rest of them, if I'm honest. Is he not in three? Out of his cloud. No. Oh, fair enough. Um, you have different hidden bosses in three. Cool. Um, so I, that's all for Ben. Uh, Terra shows up too. Um, but of course, as with like 80% of the other worlds, immediately meets the villain. Um, trusts them way too much and goes along with their plan. Nah, Hades is a smooth talker, because I Hades, get it. Because Hades is all, nah, fam, don't push the darkness out, conquer it and use it. Go in the play in the games and fight against this Final Fantasy character. Great, good storytelling, good characterization. Next. And, <laughs> uh, so next, um, Terra's flying through space um, when suddenly a spaceship passes him and tractor beams him in and we're in... Deep space on the Lilo and Ship alien ship. Oh, oh yay. Okay. Yeah, so they throw Terra in prison. Um, you know, obviously, he, bra- he breaks out, goes fight some unversed, ends up saving Jumba and Stitch, uh, but then Stitch steals his Wayfinder charm. Cool. Uh, the, the one that Aqua gave him, and he's like, oh, no, I need that. My friend gave it to me. Um... And he realizes that all this time he's been trying to become so dependent. But the second he lets his heart do the talking, he realizes how much he really misses them. Aww, I know. The and then he vows. And at this moment he vows, seeing his Wayfinder charm stolen, that he's going to make amends with them. Aww. Um. And Stitch gives it back and learns the power of friendship. Uh, wait, so what, what's the point of the Lilo and Stitch movie then? Well, Stitch has already learned his lesson by the time no, he gets Stitch, to Earth. So if this is before Earth... Before they come to Earth, Stitch has, like, been designed to be this, like, creature of apocalypse for yeah. Earth, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, I don't know for Earth, but yes. Right. I think he just accidentally yeah. landed on Earth. And then Lilo teaches, him, Lilo teaches him the power of friendship. Well, well Lilo's not... We're in deep space. Is Lilo here? But Stitch... Has Stitch not learned a lesson here, though? Ugh. But for fuck's sake, we need to go back to Olympus Coliseum for now. Oh, okay, oh, good. that is annoying. So, Aqua is now showing up. Uh, finds out that Terra's the champion of the Coliseum. Hooray. Joins the games to hopefully find him. And where while she's here, she learns how Terra try, uh Well, or how Hades tried to get Terra to use the darkness, but he wasn't here for it. And she's like, oh, maybe he isn't a baddie. Oh. Good job, Terra. And then she defeats the Ice Titan and Hades and uh, runs away to find Terra in the spaceship. And then we can go back to Deep Space. Cool. Where... Oh. While she's flying in, she finds this little thing. And it looks like their charm, but it's made out of, like, space junk. Oh. And it's, like, flying in space. So she grabs it and she, she flies in, um, where she meets the main head of the council alien lady and the big shark security guard dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she she sees the charm. She's like, are Ben and Tara here? This looks like mine. Um, And she gets on their side and she goes to help them find... Well, to apprehend Stitch and Jumbo, because Stitch and Jumbo are prisoners. Um, uh, but she goes and she's like, is this charm yours? Um, and Jumbo's like, it's a copy of Terra's charm. Um, and he was really protective because his friend gave it to him. And um, Aqua's like, oh my gosh, he cares about his friends still. He's not a villain dick. Cool. 
We knew this already, Aqua. We've been following the same chain of events as you have, and the guy's fine. <laughs> He's all right. He's all right. Um, um, uh, yeah, okay. That, that, that's enough, Aqua. Stitch is captured by the shark dude. Van arrives, breaks Stitch out of prison. Shark captain destroys the friendship charm. And then tells him it's okay because friends live on in your heart. Oh, Ohana means family. Yeah. So then uh, Stitch escapes on a spa- uh, like a spaceship escape pod. And he goes hyperdrive and knocks Ventus off his uh, space skateboard. Okay. Um, and he lands in Neverland. And also Vanitas and Mickey are here. <laughs> Great. Oh, I oh, can't wait for this. So hold on. So Ventus, Ventus gets knocked off his space skateboard while flying through space. And what? He just tumbles onto a planet. Yeah. And he's all right. Yeah, he's fine. Sure, man. Ben wakes up in the ground where he's found by Tink and the Lock Boys. The Lock Boys? The Lost Boys. Cool. And they're like, we're looking for a shooting star. And the three go hunt it down. While walking, they find the worst boy, Petey Pan. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they split up with Tink and Ven going <laughs> to... Peter Pan wasn't in the, the last time we saw Neverland on the ship, No, was he, he was. He was, all he right. He up at the end. He right? taught... like, I'm looking for Wendy. He taught you how to fly. He was looking for Wendy. Oh, he didn't really do right. much. Okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, and of course, Peter's like, no, fuck the shooting star. There's pirate treasure. And so you split up. Petey and the Lost Boys go look for the pirate treasure. And you and Tink, because Tink is the cool one, go look for the shooting star. Great. And wouldn't you not, but at the very same moment, Tara finds Hook and the pirate treasure. Oh, what? Wow. Captain Hook teaches him that he should be a pirate. Uh, <laughs> he should be, but you can only learn that from Captain Jack. Oh, okay. Because he's the cool pirate. Oh, sure. He's the cool pirate. Um, <laughs> um, You're not aboard the friendship here. <laughs> but no, so Tara saves Hook and Shmee from some unversed. Um, asks about Vanitas, but Hook is like, I don't know about any boys. Uh, Wait, Hook doesn't know anything about any boys. Yeah, he's, he's like, I don't know anything about any boys. Um, but the Lost Boys are just... Uh, okay. He just says he doesn't know anything about any boys. Cool. Um, Suspicious. But <laughs> Hook does mention... We thinks the pirate doth protest too much. But Hook does mention that they're going to leave before the light draws the unversed back again. Oh, okay. And Tara's like, what light? And Hook's like, well, our tra- our treasure chest, it has light gathered from all around, and I know a boy who wants it. And Tara's like, I thought you didn't know about any boys. Uh, and he's like, um, I the, the boy is, is Peter Pan, not Vanitas. I don't know about any boys. <laughs> um, and so... Hook, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> this is having a stroke. <laughs> and so Tara helps Hook bring the light to Skull Rock for safety. Because a place called Skull Rock sounds very safe. Yeah. Um, and then Hook goes off to also look for the shooting star, leaving Tara to protect the chest. Cool. Now, back at uh, the, the 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 natives camp, Ven finds Mickey's star shard. It's kind of just lying on the ground. Right. Um, which he assumes is what the shooting star was. So Mickey's probably here. I don't know. Ven doesn't really look for him. Cool. Um. Uh, but before that he can get. But before he can get it, Hook shows up and he just snaps it off the ground. He also grabs Tinkerbell. And he just shoots off into space. Back at Skull Rock, Tara beats the shit out of Peter Pan. Yes, Tara, best boy. Um, fully believing Hook that Pete is after the light. 
Um, but Pete's like, I don't know about any light. I just want pirate treasure. Uh, and cause guess what? Obviously the fucking treasure chest opens and it's just like gold doubloons and shit. There's no fucking light in there and Tara's a fucking moron. He didn't even open the check chest. You'd think he'd learn his lesson. Yeah, you'd really yeah. think. Tara's not very smart. No. Um, and Tara's like, P- uh, and, and Tara's like, yo, Petey, Hook went after the shooting star. And Peter's like, oh no, Tinkerbell must be in danger. And he flies away. Cool. Great. Bye, Pete. Um, so Tara rescues Tinkerbell from Hook because apparently he got there before Peter Pan did. Um, <laughs> oh, no. And Hook runs off only to be defeated by Peter Pan and Ven. Oh. Um, Ven <laughs> gives the Star Shard. Ven gets the Star Shard back from Tink. Um, and it being a tricksy little thing, shooting stars him into the sky. <laughs> it's just the concept of Captain Hook. And I know this is for all the Disney villains, but Captain Hook just trying to go about his fucking day, protect his, <laughs> just bury his treasure. Just people are just appearing out of the sky, beating the anime shit. boys kicking him. <laughs> yeah, no wonder when Terror rocks up, he's like, boys, I don't know who I am. Yeah, I've never met any boys, please. <laughs> Where am I? Please leave me alone. Bam, 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 dead. He shoots off into space. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> Oh, also, because we've not seen her yet, Aqua shows up. Sure, um, fucking why not? Does she be up hooking all? <laughs> she shows up, does some treasure hunt shenanigans with Peter and the boys, um, learning along the way that Ven was there, and ultimately running into Vanitas. Ooh, yeah. uh, she beats the shit out of Vanitas, but she almost exhausts all of her strength in the process. Cool, cool. Now. Is Vanitas dead, defeated? He's a, no, he, he runs away? What does he do? Uh, he just kind of like... I think... Think that he just kind of disappears. Cool. I don't remember. Um, yeah. back at Disney Tower, Goobald has just shown up, worried about the king. Oh, they're finally here! Hooray! Just in front of them, though, they're like walking in, and then Ven crash fucking lands like a shooting star right in front of them, and they're like the Star Shard. It's kind of like in the first game when they landed on Sora, and they're like the key, but this time it's the Star Shard. Cool. And Donald's like, what's Donald wanting? <laughs> I don't actually know. So keys. Yeah. So. <laughs> Doobie, Doobie fucking grabs Ven by the wrist and he's like, drags him to Yensen. And he's like, and, and Yensen's like, bitch, didn't Ericus tell you to go the fuck home? <laughs> Damn. Neither you nor Mickey knows how to follow instructions, you little shits. Yeah. Um, and Ven gives him the star shard and he's like, Mickey wasn't in the world where I found it. And I'm like, bitch, you didn't look. <laughs> you saw it and went. You saw evidence that he was here. <laughs> you, you saw it was here and then Dingle looking for him. So you probably just stranded Mickey on Neverland. <laughs> You're gonna come back, and Mickey's like the new captain of the ship. Now Mickey's gonna be like bearded Tom Hanks on the island. <laughs> and Yensid's like, I I haven't been able to find Mickey because he's been hurling himself between worlds. But now that he can't fly anymore, I should be able to find him. Oh, that's easy. Now that he's stranded somewhere, I can fucking find him. He doesn't presto magic, and we see up uh, in, in like a bowl. Well, vision. does that imply that Mickey is spending like a second on each world? Like, okay. It's been like five minutes. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> he can't control the star shard. It goes wherever it yeah, tells him. Yeah. Um. So Jensen does some presto magic, and we see in a vision Mickey lying dead on the floor. <laughs> um. At that like cliff area from before. <laughs> a ro- a rocks there. crushed his head. A la Goofy. <laughs> Pure pan standing over him like ah ha ha. <laughs> I've captured one. Um, Yen said how there's a says how there's a dark and powerful force interfering with his magic. Oh, now sure. du- Dubal's like I want to go find the king. And Yen said's like 
And Yensid goes, you too. Ha 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 ha. Ven, go do it. Okay, does Ven go with Donald and Goofy? No, no, he, he's like, he's like, fuck you, Donald and Goofy. Ven, go deal with it. You're competent. Sure. Are Donald and Goofy like the chief of the guard and the royal wizard by this point? Yeah. Okay. I feel like this is their job. Uh, well, <laughs> Yensid says, Ven, go get Ratman. Cool. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Go, Ven. Do it. Continuing on his journey, Terra lands next on a very familiar beach. Oh. Wow. A Paupu fruit watches up at his feet, which he recognizes to be the fruit that uh, Aqua based the Wayfinders off of. Cool. Um, He walks over to the Paupu tree where he meets a young Riku and Sora. No. <laughs> oh, they're about to, he's about to also get in the way and turn these two <laughs> Why heroes. Why are these chords the same? <laughs> <laughs> Why are the chords the same? Riku's parents can't afford much. Stop, stop. Well, stop no, it. obviously they can right. afford the same outfit over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Riku knows what he likes. He's, yeah. he's got a very set fashion style and we're just yeah. going to let him have it. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Tara sees a young Riku and Sora, who recognizes the light in Riku, questioning if that light was what guided him here to meet him. A light in Riku? In Riku. Not Sora, okay. In Riku. Fuck Sora. Sora. <laughs> I've been saying that since day one. Why are Sora's... you only catching up now? <laughs> Sora's kind of a nobody until... It's true. It's the... So, okay, we're about to get to a lot of me having to re-explain previous games. No, I think um, we might be all right. Yeah. No, we're about to have to re-explain previous games. Okay. <laughs> Riku sees Terra on the beach mm. and goes to meet him, asking him if he came from the outside world. Terra's taken aback by that statement, and Riku explains that nobody lives on the island, and he knows Terra isn't from the main island. Terra says how it must be hard being stuck in one place. God damn it, Terra, did you put the thought of leaving the <laughs> island in Riku's head? <laughs> Sake. These two kids were more than happy just living their life on their wee island with their cabins, and all these characters are about to fucking create the events of Kingdom Hearts 1. Literally! Um, Riku says how he heard that there's one kid who left for good. Saying this, we see Riku briefly flash, um, he briefly form shifts to become young Xehanort, the one who we saw on the beach at the very start of the game. What? Xehanort turns, uh, his, his, um, form shifting into adult Riku. Oh, and he's, right. not, he's not. He's not actually changing. It's just like a parallels. Oh, yeah, it's like visual storytelling. Visual storytelling. Uh, Riku is similar to young Xehanort in that they both wanted to leave an island they yeah, felt like was yeah, a prison. Yeah. And Xehanort is the kid that he's talking about. He's the one that got away. Exactly. He's right. he's the one kid who was able to get off the island. Okay. Cool. Um, child Riku asks how he got there, to which Terra asks if there's a reason he's interested in the outside world. Riku wants to be strong. He bets the kid who left found strength off the island and wants it for himself to protect his friends. Cool, yeah. Terra goes and breaks every secrecy rule, telling Riku that there are other worlds outside his own. <laughs> you might, you find that you make it so hard to defend you, Terra. He summons his Keyblade and performs <laughs> a ceremony. What? Which I need to uh, say verbatim, in your hand, take this key. So long as you have the makings, then through the simple act of taking, its wielder one day you shall be. And you will find me, friend. No ocean will contain you then. No more borders around or below or above, so long as you champion the ones you love. Okay, so... Uh, Ventus is going to meet Sora and Aqua's going to... Aqua's already met Kyrie. This is... Mm -hmm. And that's why bloody... 
why is what's his name looks the way he does. Yeah. So this is called the ceremony of inheritance, and it is the official way that you pass on the power to wield a keyblade to somebody else. Why has he done it to just a little? So Terra showed up, recognized light in Riku, and goes, "Yup, one day you get to wield a keyblade." Sure. So the universe doesn't choose. The keyblades still aren't sentient in shoes. The, the, who can wield a keyblade is purely down to the choices well, of the masters. We're going to get there. Okay. I need to do three more bullet points before I explain that. Got you, got you. Yeah. Tara tells him that with that, the world will no longer have borders on him, and Riku grips the key. Tara tells him to keep it secret, and Riku runs off home with Sora. He does that little thing where Sora's like, what'd the guy tell you? And Riku's like, it's a secret. Ha 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 ha. Um, he leaves. Red, <laughs> red flags if the parents hear him say that. <laughs> Tara leaves, and of course, right up next, Aqua arrives. Uh, she too sees the Power Poo recognizing the world as well, and also meets Riku and Sora, who she notes are very similar to Ven and Tara. Um, she says that one of them might be special enough, uh, kind of implying that she sees the same thing in them that Tara did, um, and then asks for their names. Um, she recognizes, though, that somebody's already passed on the power to Riku, um, thinking that it was probably Tara. And she considers briefly passing it on to Sora, but ultimately tells him to just protect Riku if he goes astray, walking away after they've gone, saying that the, that one Keyblade is enough for any friendship, as she's learned the hard way. So she's like, I don't want another friend group driven apart by Keyblades. Which is what happens. So... This is where we get back to the chosen destiny thing. And where I tell you, what if the kingdom key was never Sora's keyblade? Sora was never given the power to wield a keyblade. The kingdom key was Riku's keyblade. Okay. So, what does that mean? Terra gave Riku yeah. the king Terra Gave Riku the power to summon a Keyblade. Right. Um, Riku's Keyblade being the Kingdom Key. Mm-hmm. However, Riku let his heart fall to the darkness. Mm-hmm. This is where we get back into Chosen Destiny thing. Because the Keyblade went, I don't like that. And swooped right on over to Sora. And went, okay, I decide as the Keyblade, you can wield me. Cool. So actually... Which is also why... When we get back up, there's it's been mentioned in a couple other games, like that the at near the end of Kingdom Hearts One, when Riku's able to take it back because it's his Keyblade. It's not Sora's Keyblade. Okay, I actually quite like that explanation. Initially, I fucking hate. I really fucking hated this when you were describing it because I was like, did, so the the set the Kingdom Hearts One, Sora's strength like, doesn't matter. It's all these fuckwits, but actually, it's, it's like not. It, it it's both. But then retcons it in a way that, like, still allows Sora to be a chosen one. It's fine. I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I accept it. But yeah, so Riku was the only one who actually had the ability to wield a Keyblade passed on to him. Cool. And we can leave it at that. Sora still has the strongest hearts of all hearts ever to heart. To, to heart. Yeah, like, I mean, like, like Aqua recognized, she absolutely, she absolutely recognized that Sora should have been able to wield a Keyblade, but she wasn't going to give him the power. She didn't want to pass on to him. Cool. Um, so Ven arrives at the cliffs. What? Yeah, this is this is going back. Uh, remember, Ven was with Yen Sid, and they saw Mickey's dead. Yeah. So Ven runs off to the cliffs and finds Mickey unconscious, and above him on a cliff 
is Xehanort. Cool. This is like the canyon place where he this and Mickey met. Place, yeah. Cool, cool, okay. So seeing Xehanort at this location causes his memories to come flushing back to him. Because remember, he, he he doesn't remember the stuff around the time that um, he was unconscious at the very start of the game. Yeah, cool. Um, Xehanort chuckles, uh, saying how he's finally realized what he's lost and giving just an evil hand. <laughs> you had to lose in order to find... <laughs> Oh, God. And here's where we get into the central plot line for the remainder of the series. Yes, explain. Oh, Xehanort chuckles, saying how he's finally realized what he's lost, but not for good. He had to lose in order to find. He had to claim the part of him that was taken. Pure like So he he can reclaim the part of him that was taken, a.k.a. take Vanitas back into himself. Pure light versus pure darkness to forge the ultimate key the all-powerful Keyblade. And that is not Keyblade, as in K-E-Y Blade. That is in X, the Greek letter key, dash blade. Is that different to a Keyblade? It is the Keyblade. What does that mean? Minor, vague, lore. This is but, elsewhere but explained. The Greek letter key isn't X. It's not pronounced X or sure. No, it's, it, it's, it's either key or I think it's che. It can be che as well. Uh, right. The Che Blade. So, it's not Zay. Well, it's not Zay he, he very specifically says that some people call it the Che Blade, but I don't. It's the Key Blade. <laughs> Just to, like reason off any Greek speakers who want to come in and be like, that's not how you say it. So what I mean is, if this explains the X's in all their names. It doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. Um, right, okay, so it's not like Achille for Axel and like no, no, no. Keonort. <laughs> Fucking. No, so this is the Key Blade, which for Lorcan tribes is every other Key Blade in existence, is a man-made replica of the Keyblade. Right. Which is the ultimate key. Right. So they're all just made to mimic. Okay. Is that his goal, then? He wants to... He wants the Keyblade. Right. Because with it comes ultimate power. And he thinks that a being of perfect light and dark, a perfect balance of light and dark in a being... Uh, No, it's the... So it is forged through the clash of light and dark. And it's um, like it has to be like a hundred percent light and a hundred percent exactly dark. yeah right. so so in order to forge the keyblade he needs so that was his whole thing he drew out the darkness to create a perfect dark being and a perfect light being and he's gonna throw them at each other so that their fight forges the keyblade but, but tell him this it just makes him so much less like it's a and also hasn't this already happened Vanitas and Ventus have already fought. No, they haven't. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Vanitas was about to beat him up, and then Mickey jumped in and helped. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. 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 So, okay. Uh, Zaynor explains that key is the most ancient letter. It is death, a letter that spells endings. Then asks how he has about how he has the power, and Zaynor says, "Hasn't he ever noticed how Ericus never granted him permission to leave his side or grow stronger? It's because he knew that." Of Ven's potential, and he never trusted him. That's why he wanted Aqua to bring him back. Why did he never trust Ventus's potential if Ventus is a being of pure light? Because he knew that Ventus could potentially forge the Keyblade. And Ericus is scared of the Keyblade. Okay. What does it do? We'll get there. Um, So Ven thinks back on how he was never allowed to see new worlds, no matter how much he begged Ericus. Uh, Because, of course, this time he just fucking ran away. Um, Xehanort tells him to seek the truth and ask Ericus himself blowing a great gust of wind to send Mickey and Ben away through a portal. Mickey, poor Mickey. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
He, he literally just fucking like he's like is Mickey Whoop! still a lifeless corpse at this point? Yeah, <laughs> Mickey's still unconscious. All this plot that Mickey missed. <laughs> it's okay. Mickey doesn't matter for the plot right now. He's just kind of been around for the ride, to be honest. Sure. He's been here, so we have Mickey Mouse in the game. Yeah. Yeah. He really achieves nothing <laughs> yeah. that we've seen so far. No. I mean, to be hundred percent honest, he's here so that in the later games, Mickey can come and be like, I know that character. Okay. <laughs> Great. Go. Yeah. <laughs> to be a hundred percent honest with you. <laughs> I have no qualms with that. Keep going. <laughs> Well, he's not going to know who Xehanort is because he was unconscious for the whole thing. He's never met Xehanort. He's never met the big bad of the games. He hasn't met, but he assumedly knows of him. Okay. Because there's only so many Keyblade Masters, and if he was training as a Keyblade wielder, he probably knows yeah, probably the Masters. Picture of him in a Keyblade encyclopedia. Somewhere. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Something like that. Or again, Sid has a, has a picture on his desk of... Him with uh, him with Ericus and Xehanort, they're at Disneyland, they're going, ah. Yeah. The encyclopedia. Oh, no. I hate it. <laughs> so he sends he sends Mickey and Ven away, and then right after, he calls out through his magic telepathy to Master Terra, summoning him. Terra arrives at the cliffs, where Xehanort says, how oh, he has terrible news! Ventus somehow found out the secrets of his origin! Oh, no. oh my god, how the fuck did you figure out that? Oh, so clever. And now he's on his way home, and he's raging, and he's and he, he's probably going to go to t- attack Ericus. Oh. Terra, you need to stop him from attacking Ericus. Terra, you need to go to the Jedi Temple and kill all the Padawans. Okay. Do it. <laughs> um, so Ven arrives at the land of departure, wanting to know what Ericus has been keeping from him. Ericus comes out, welcoming him home, thrilled that he's back. Um, but surprised that Ericus is, uh, Ericus, that Aqua isn't with him. Um, Ericus is like, you need to stay here to learn. But Ven's like, bitch, is that just an excuse to keep me in prison? Because yeah, you know I'm 100% light and you're a little light dick. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> worried, like very taken aback by this. Ericus is like, what have you heard? And Ven, Ven tells him that he's supposed to be a weapon, the Keyblade, to which Ericus looks really bothered by him knowing this, saying under his breath how he knew that Xehanort could never let it go. It flashes back to Ericus confronting Xehanort, saying there's a reason that the knowledge is banned and asking if he would blanket the worlds in darkness and reduce them to nothing. Xehanort responds that once, in legend, darkness did envelop all the land, mentioning for the very first time an event that they know very little about, the Keyblade War. You have mentioned this before in passing. I have. But you haven't told us anything else about it. And I'm not going to. Okay. We'll get there. Um, Ericus tells Xehanort that he won't allow him to risk an apocalypse, but is countered that darkness is a beginning, <laughs> not an end as Ericus sees it. After all, when we're born, are we not born as a light from the darkness? Seeing that words won't stop him, Ericus summons his keyblade and attacks Xehanort. Xehanort surrounds himself in darkness, shooting a blast at Ericus, which, of course, because continuity reasons, gives him his two scars on his face. That's totally fine. I don't understand why Xehanort wants to blanket the world in darkness. That that monologue doesn't doesn't justify it. This is very high level. He gets a lot more into his motivations. Right. We'll, we'll get more into it at a very high level. So this was when? This was presumably prior to if I were to guess I would say it's before Ericus took in Ven as an apprentice so I'm my question is at the start of the game when, or actually I know it was when at the start of the game when Xehanort just shows up 
And he's like, I came to watch the one who you know is old, pure light. And he's so, like, yeah, chill, man. And evil dark balls. <laughs> uh, yeah, fine. I will tell you, there is a written explanation for that. <laughs> and we'll get there. I don't think it's going to be a particularly satisfying no, so explanation. Said that before. <laughs> yeah, but even if it is, like, concrete... It is not a decent character explanation other than Ericus trusts Xehanort when he definitely shouldn't. And I feel like at this point, Ericus should definitely know better because all we've learned about him is that he is stubborn as fuck mm-hmm. and he is is also not particularly trusting, it seems. So, pff. So, yeah. So, er- Xehanort beats down Ericus. Ericus is on the floor and he's like, and he's like, um, has the darkness taken you? And Xehanort walks away. He's like, none of your concerns. As he, like, teleports away. Definitely seems like something which Ericus would not remember when he saw his old pal Xehanort again. <laughs> so, back in the present, uh, Ericus versus Ventus. Ericus summons his Keyblade, readying it to strike down Ventus. Uh, saying that he should have stopped Xehanort then, and he's not going to fail again. The Keyblade has no place in this world or in any. He goes to strike Ven, but is blocked in time by Terra who thinks that Ericus has gone mad. Ericus begs him to stand aside, a tear rolling down his cheek, as he says that if he won't do it, then he's going to have to share Ventus's fate. Ericus is a bad bloke. Ericus thinks he's trying to protect the world, to be fair. No, a little shy, bad bloke. I mean, he thinks he's trying to, you know, stop an apocalypse. No, this is Ericus's fuck-up from day one. A lot of this oh, comes back I'm to not, Ericus. I'm not saying it is, but it's him trying to right his wrongs. <clears throat> like... I'm not saying he's not in the wrong here, but, like, at least he has reasonable motivation. So they duel um, with Ericus uh, drawing on the power of light and showing why he's a master, because fuck is he hard. Um, but in response, Terra calls down his dark power to protect Ven. He throws Ven through a portal to safety and engages his master once more in a duel to the death. Ultimately, Terra emerges victorious, but hates himself for what he's done. Has he killed Ericus? Uh, Ericus is at death's door. Fuck. Um, Ericus is like, no, fuck, you were right. I failed you. I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> no shit. Um, <laughs> Why did you wait to say that now? <laughs> and Ericus is like, I'm the one to blame for the darkness in you. Um, and now I've raised my keyblade against you. I'm, I'm a terrible father figure. Um, and then suddenly we see like one of those good old anime, like slice screen, like everything goes shaky as we see Ericus grab his heart and fall, um, his keyblade clattering on the ground as he fades into a dusting of light in Terra's arms. Dead. Dead. Dies. Dead, dead. He went to light, so he's dead. Damn. Terra did nothing wrong in this situation. I'm I'm still Team Terra. I'm sorry. No, I mean in this one you're absolutely right. Terra's absolutely in the right here. Yeah, he tried to kill my wee brother. Basically, fuck you. Yeah, no, I mean, whilst I do think that in this particular situation, Ericus is wrong. I do think that he wasn't wrong in his motivation either. Yeah, I mean, no, but... yeah, no, yeah. He's ju- he's justified in I would argue like to to himself there. He's yeah. not breaking his own personal oaths or anything, but he's still a bad bloke. Fuck him. Yeah. So where has Ventus been sent to? Well, we're not there yet. Okay. So, Terra's sat there mourning. He's like, ah, I killed my dad. Killed my fucking dad. Aqua's going to fucking appear, isn't she? She is, isn't she? Xehanort appears. Oh, great. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, bitch, why the fuck are you crying? <laughs> he just wanted to kill you. He just wanted to kill you. Um, 
But he's like, oh, but you gained progress. You're getting real dark and spooky. Uh, you leveled up. Yeah, you, you, you leveled up, but you're still lacking. You need to really give in to that anger. Give your heart to the darkness. Yeah, you've just killed your master. Who else can we kill? No, Terry's like, oh, bitch, <laughs> fuck you. Not, this ain't the time. And he, he summons his keyblade again. Sweet. All right. And Xehanort's like, this isn't the place. Come to the, tell him, come to the place where all keyblade wielders leave their mark on fate. The keyblade graveyard. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a graveyard. So I just like run the back. <laughs> it, it, it's like two. Gra- it's like one of those two gravestones just yeah. in, in a random park. Um, there he's going to see Aqua and Ven meet their end, and the last light within him will die. Xehanort raises his keyblade to the sky, shrouded in darkness, and summons a great ball of darkness to the sky, much similar to the one that destroyed the Destiny Islands in Kingdom Hearts One. He leaves through a portal as we see the land of departure crack apart being sucked into the darkness. I'm confused. I'm still, and I know you're going to explain it later, right? I just want to highlight right now. I'm still confused as to why the fuck Xehanort needs this magical, pure, brilliant keyblade when he can literally, like, summon darkness to swallow up a world with a click of his fingers. Or a wiggle of his fingers, sorry. I I will get there! Sure, no, yeah, yeah. So, his home lost. Terra pulls out and grips his wayfinder, uh, you know, thinking of his friends, and he flies off to the keyblade graveyard. Cool. But we have a little tiny bit because we back on Destiny Islands, because that's where Terra threw then. Oh, we're going to find out more about this thing. Okay. Yeah, he was like, oh shit, that was a pretty safe looking beach. <laughs> then go. <laughs> Yeet. Um, but of course, who else would be waiting for Ven there but good old buddy boy Helmet McFuckface Vanitas. Oh. And Vanitas is like, yo, yo, right here, right now, join with me. Keyblade time. Oh, he wants to be a Keyblade. Yeah, Vanitas wants to be the Keyblade. Why? Ventus does not, but Vanitas does. I feel like that would be a, like a fun experience for someone that's like... Turn a, into a sword? Yeah, it's just like an evil clown. Yeah. Woo! Um, but Ven, of course, Ven's like, Bitch, I know that if we fight, we make a Keyblade. Go away. Oh, cool. At this moment, Ven flashes back to a memory of him surrounded by Heartless. He looks up at the cliff where Xehanort is standing and pleads to him, saying not to do it, that he isn't strong enough. Xehanort tells him to sharpen his senses and give in to the darkness or else he's going to be wiped from the face of the world. The heartness closes in on him as Xehanort tells him to produce the Keyblade. Ven, however, isn't strong enough and falls to the heartless, much to Xehanort's disappointment. If Ven won't give in to the darkness himself, Xehanort decides, he'll just extract it himself. So this was the training incident wherein he created Vanitas. What was his plan if Ventus did give in to the darkness? Because he needs a being of pure light. We don't question it, man. But he's... he's I don't know. He wouldn't be... Okay, yeah, sure. So, it would... It, if we could guess, back here, it was Xehanort experimenting, trying to create the Keyblade. He didn't fucking know what was going on yet. Right, okay, he's just figuring it out. He's figuring stuff out. So, he pulls out his Keyblade, yeets out Ven's heart, rips it in half, and then, boom, poof, Vanitas. Back in the present, Vanitas tells Ven that he'll give him a reason to fight. Come to the one and only place the Keyblade can be forged. The Keyblade Graveyard. Oh, they could fight wherever the fuck they want, as long as it's not the Keyblade Graveyard. Um, Let's just I, kill this guy somewhere honestly, else. I think this is just poetic shit and it could be made anywhere. Okay. <laughs> because there's nowhere else that it says that you can only make this at the Keyblade Graveyard. 
Just bag him, tag him, and stick him under the... Just drown him. I don't know. Like, fucking... Um, there. <laughs> you two kids, come over here. <laughs> there. Zen is going to see him choke the life out of Terra and Aqua. Uh, okay, cool. Very good. Yeah. He leaves as Ven grips his Wayfinder, thinking of his friends, and summons a portal following after. Damn, these guys really need to teach Sora how to summon light portals so he can, like, teleport between worlds. Uh, meanwhile, in space... Aqua finds Mickey. He's just kind of floating, unconscious in space. Sure. Uh, this seems to be where Zaynor blew him. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I think it just shows how tired we are. That's it. Uh, it, shows, it shows that you are 12 years old. <laughs> um, she hears Mickey in his sleep mastering the words, Master Yen Sid. Um, and and uh, knowing that brings him to Yen Sid. Um, there, Yensid tells her, um, both of Ericus and, uh, the Land of Departure's fate, saying that their star has blinked out. Okay. She is crushed, and he tells her that the ones responsible are Master Xehanort and Terra. And she's like, God damn it, Terra, I was hoping for a second you weren't the baddie. Poor Terra, man. He's done fucking nothing. He did actually kill him. Yeah, fuck Harry. I mean, he, he, he did get manipulated into it, but he did do the deed. Nah. <laughs> you just not having it? <laughs> I know that I know that people love Aqua. I know that. I've seen the fan art. I love Aquaman. Not getting it so far. Aqua's great. So, Justice for Terra. <laughs> Aqua says that that's absurd and that Terra would never. Um, a sentiment that Yen Sid deeply hopes that she's right about. Sure. Um, he tells her that his heart is headed to the Keyblade Graveyard, where Keyblade wielders long ago waged war, so that's where the Keyblade War happened. She grips her Wayfinder, thinking of her friends, and sets out so that we can finally arrive at the crossroads of the Keyblade Graveyard. It's just another canyon. <laughs> Presumably, this is the canyon where we've been... Oh, right. Okay, I see. I see. Presumably, it's the same place we've now just given it a name. Cool. We're just Dragon Ball in it. Canyon battles. Let's do it. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of Keyblades are buried in the ground surrounding uh, Terra as he arrives. So we're just thousands of Keyblades. Which you question why nobody just comes here and just picks one up. And they're like, oh, I'm a Keyblade wielder. Fucking sick, though. Yeah, they do look very sick. It's very cool. Um, And coincidentally, for some fucking reason... They're, like, perfectly arranged so that there is a nice, clean-cut right. crossroads right down the middle. Cool. Is that is that a key crossroads or an X crossroads? Of course it's a key crossroads. Or a Che crossroads. <laughs> a Che crossroads, of course. Um, um, so Terra arrives first before being, uh, before Aqua, uh, very shortly after, arrives, approaching him and asking if it's true that the Master was struck down. Tara confirms that it was he who did it, uh, saying how he foolishly gave in to Xehanort's order, but tells her that the Master tried to hurt Ven. He thought that he was protecting Ven, um, not realizing that it was a setup by Xehanort to awaken his inner darkness. Tara says that the Master and her were right, and that he went astray, but he's never going to again. Aqua, however, isn't sure, saying uh, that Xehanort is feeding the fire of darkness, and that he's going to go astray again. She's she's sussy at him. I feel like Terra's been quite hard on himself. Of, kind of a valid concern on her part. Yeah. Then, at last arrives, approaching the others and telling them of Xehanort's plan to form the Keyblade. After his near death with the Master, 
Um, even the thought of the blade terrifies him. Uh, the others comfort him, but Ven knows that he may still need to fight Vanitas. Tara says that nothing will ever tear the three of them apart, even though she just fucking accused her pal of being a dark boy. Yeah. Um, but Ven asks them, as a friend, to put an end to him. Oh. He's like, bro, I don't want it to be Vanitas. Y'all kill me. Oh, even, again, even when it's not Roxas, Roxas is really sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy actively has a death wish, no matter what incarnation he's in. <laughs> um, <laughs> before the others, though, can respond, Xehanort finally arrives, Vanitas in tow. Yes. He kind of like walks up the f- through the fog, like the dust of the canyon separates mm. as he fucking walks through. Mm. He loves his dramatic walks forward. He tells them of the Keyblade War and how the Keyblades of Light and Darkness they see were once locked in battles, countless wielders giving up their lives in search of one ultimate key. We can, we've, This isn't the first time we've heard of the Keyblade War. It's just the first time it's been called this because this is the same story as the one that Kyrie's grandmother told all the way back in Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh. Saying how the denizens of the original world of light fought over the, fought over the light. Okay. Sure. Okay. So the three don their keyblade armor, which actually we've also actually seen Xehanort's keyblade armor. We'll get there. Um, and Terra uh, goes to strike out, beginning the keyblade, the reenactment of the keyblade war, which is honestly one of the coolest fucking cutscenes of the series. But it's like 20 minutes long, so I can't show it to you. Reenactment of the Keyblade War. What, like these three are fighting Xehanort and Vanitas? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Um, as they fight, Xehanort summons a great ball of darkness and the clouds above part, revealing at last yeah. the heart-shaped moon, Kingdom Hearts. Why is it a different color? It's blue here. Is it the same moon? This is... The Kingdom Hearts. This is the real Kingdom Hearts. The Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 were fake Kingdom Hearts. What? Why? I can't explain that to you right now. Oh, I hate it. Chase, what is Kingdom Hearts? (laughs) It's the progenitor of all hearts. Are they all the progenitors of all hearts? Well, no. Every version we've seen. That's what Kingdom Hearts is. The ones in Pyre weren't actually Kingdom Hearts. So the Moon in 2 couldn't have done any of the Kingdom Hearts stuff. No. Then what was the point of that? (laughs) (laughs) 2 has officially been made a waste of everyone's time. There, man. But it's been a waste of time. It's explained. We'll get there. Oh, this fucking series. So this is the Kingdom Hearts, the actual, real, legitimate identity. That's the one. So we're looking out for a blue moon from now on. Blue, blue moon, right? Blue heart moon. That's Kingdom Hearts. Frank Sinatra be fucking rolling in his grave. <laughs> <this shit. laughs> um. Also, because it's not actually stated here, how the fuck did he just randomly yeet it out of the sky? Keyblade Masters can summon Kingdom Hearts. Just anybody just, can. No. No, like, Ericus could. He's a Keyblade Master. Yeah, he could. Yen Sid could. Yeah. But you can't... You, they couldn't... You, they can bring it, but they can't use it, and I'll get there. Right. <laughs> of course. It's like a worthless power, but all right. <laughs> just to look at it for a bit. That's nice. It's like when your keys can... Some uh, can unlock doors and not lock them again, you know? It's just like, oh. So you notice on a date, and he's like, some mood lighting to set the scene. <laughs> 
Um, and of course, as Kingdom Hearts arrives, because uh, it needs its mascot, Mickey also shows up. Sure. <laughs> because, of course. Wait, so Mickey knows that this is the Kingdom Hearts. Yes. And Mickey doesn't question why the ki- the, the Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2 is not the same Kingdom Hearts he, he that you see. He doesn't want to explain it, because you need a lot of exposition. He does explain it later. Like, it's Mickey specifically who explains it later, but we'll get there. Sure, guys. Battle to the death. This isn't even the real Kingdom Hearts, and nothing matters. But... <laughs> Gee, boss, shouldn't you be getting in there? Nah, this doesn't matter, Goofy. Nothing matters. (laughs) So, when you've seen as many worlds as I have, replay themselves again and again. (laughs) Nothing matters, Goofy. (laughs) I haven't felt anything in years. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so, (laughs) during the battle, Xehanort fucking, like grabs Ven by the face, turns him into a popsicle, and drops him. He's like an he's like a little icy boy. Covers him nice, drops him. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> sure. And and uh, just as Terra shows up, um Xehanort commends Terra for giving into the darkness, and him and Terra um and Terra fights Venetus under the moon. On the ground, Bragg arrives! And he has his eye patch now. Oh, this fucking guy's back. All right. Bragg is back. How did he make it to the Keyblade graveyard? I don't know, man. He just showed up. I feel like only... Can't... I mean, Xehanort probably gave... Carpooled. Xehanort carpooled with him. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> on the, so, so Bragg has arrived. He has his eye patch now. Um, And Aqua, who is taking care of the frozen Ven, he tells him to leave. Uh, he, He's like, yo, give Ven to me. You go fight Terra. Terra killed your master. Go. Um, and Bragg's like, uh, they're only here so that once he finishes them off, uh, Terra's gonna succumb to the darkness. Sure. And Aqua's like, fuck you, and smacks him about. Oh, okay. Um, meanwhile... Is that at- like a boss fight, or is that yeah, like... Yeah, it's a boss fight. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, meanwhile, at the top of uh, Xehanort's little cliff thingy, Madoob, um, he, he's holding Terra off telling Vanitas to go and take what he's owned from Ventus and to take Aqua's life. Terra summons the darkness, asking if his master, no, his father, Ericus, wasn't enough for Xehanort. And the fight continues. It's very dramatic. Sure. He's like, he's my daddy. I mean, we have to assume that all three of them die. Because else they, why won't they, they run to hell? Yeah. Back at the ground, <laughs> Bragg runs away. He's like, well... I bought the five minutes Xehanort wanted me to buy. <laughs> and and Ven's still frozen. He's like, his frozen eyes are jittering about and they're like looking helplessly as Vanitas comes and just fucking yeets Aqua into oblivion. Xehanort has a lot of confidence and faith in just a random mercenary for hire that fires bullets good. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say you're wrong. And again, if he can bring the darkness out of people and alliance, why does he not do that to fucking Aqua? Or to, well, I can imagine they're probably too strong, right? It probably has to be like... Yeah, they're too, they're too right. strong. Might it have not been helpful to bring Dylan and the other guy as well? Yeah, I feel like Dylan would have contributed quite a lot. I mean, are, are they on his side? <laughs> are they on his side, though, you know? I don't know. Just Yeah, I guess not. Maybe. Yeah. So, that's like three whole people to convince to be on his side. It's much yeah, easier to just get one and be done with it. So much work. So, Vanitas has just struck down Aqua. She's on the ground as Vanitas goes to uh, lay the final blow. But, of course, through the power of friendship, then unicicles himself, uh, yeeting himself forward to slash off Vanitas. Cool. Um, doing 
exactly what fucking Vanitas wanted. And as we see their keyblades connect, there's a light flash. And um, Vanitas starts to fade. Helmet first. Finally giving us a glimpse of his face. What the fuck is happening? Why? Why? I literally don't remember any of this. Why? What the fuck? But Sora is alive right now. He exists. We've met him. He's buzzing about as a five-year-old kid. Why does he look like a grown-up Sora? It's Vanitas. No, he's, he's a fucking shite. It's, it's, see, he has black hair and yellow eyes. I thought... So when... So... So... So when Ven had the darkness taken out of him, Ven, who looks like the eventual nobody of Sora, the darkness that was taken out of Ven looks like future Sora. <laughs> Why is it not the other way around? Yeah. Surely Vent, if we're doing this, surely Ventus should look like Sora and Venitas should look like Roxas. So there's reasons, but I can't explain them. Ah! Till the, I can't explain them till the end of this game. I am going to say right now, right, fuck that, for, first of all. Um, I really I mean, liked Venitas until this moment. Second, uh, and I mean, I liked enjoying Venitas being a fucking scamp. Second to that, this is... Nothing short of Namura wanting to fuck with people. Oh, what this isn't him being forced by the hand of his own lore and his own rules. Oh, he no, must have invented is... fifty rules to make this bullshit work. I, I don't think you're it. Lo- I don't think it looks awful. I mean, you're also not wrong. No, look, he's a handsome guy, right? Look, I mean, Dark Sora looks good, but fuck oh, him. It finally explains Dark Sora from Kingdom Hearts One. That's a joke. Oh, okay. I, I honestly can't tell. That, just... <laughs> that one was a joke. Okay, Chase. Okay. What happens next? Well, <laughs> you tell me. Okay. Fuck this. I love how for that specific uh, that specific um, PowerPoint change, I wrote I wrote slide number and pause because <laughs> I knew this was gonna get this. Oh, okay. Edgy fan edit of Sora there. Um, he summons the unversed, um, and confirms that it has been him creating them. Oh. So they've been all created from his negative emotions, not right. other people's. Because he's yeah. just ultra darkness, and as we know, darkness immediately conflates with negative yeah, emotions. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no good side to darkness. <laughs> no, nah, there's great sides to darkness. It's called power. <laughs> um, so he originally, he created the unversed, and he sent them out to lure Ven away from his home and into Xehanort's arms. Right. And it it worked. Good job. Yeah, well done. Good job, Big Bat. You're so tired after this Sora face reveal. Vanitas walks forward into Ven, of course doing the nice ghost walk-in thing, fusing them in a great burst of light that sends shockwaves out, towers of light shoot into the air, right up to Kingdom Hearts. And a sword clatters down in their face. <laughs> um, on top of the tower, uh, Terra's been doing a fucking good job because Xehanort's like on the ground, he's heaving... Xehanort's like... Shit. Xehanort's like the fucking end of his rope. Terra's like canonically one of the strongest characters we've ever seen. Yeah, just... Because he took out his own master fairly easily, and now he's... I wouldn't call it fairly easily. Okay, well... He managed to. Well, now he's pretty handily taking out the guy that also beat his master. Yeah. Just like an hour later as well, like not even stopping to rest. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Good for you, Terra. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. So, Xehanort is like... On death's door, to be honest. He's, like, real worn down. But, of course, just in time, he sees 
the Tower of Light rise as the Keyblade is being formed. He points his Keyblade at himself, freeing his heart and casting it into Terra. <sighs> what? So, it turns out that this whole plan for trying to get Terra to turn to the darkness has never been because he wanted a little manipulator. It's because he needed a vessel with a strong enough darkness that he could take it over because his body was getting too old and he's like, I need a younger body. So, but it needs to be filled with darkness. So he's been trying to create a good enough vessel that he could take it over so that he would be able to actually live past the recreation of the Keyblade War to see what's on the other side. Which shockingly is not actually that convoluted. Yeah, no, I see, you know, I see as far as the villain motivation goes, I'm here for it. That one's pretty generic fantasy trope, to be fair. But what's happening to Terra then? Is Terra now Xehanort? Uh, we'll get there. His heart shoots over into Terra as Xehanort's physical form fades away, and Terra's armor falls away from his body, leaving Terranort, who you may recognize looks an odd, awful lot like a character that you should recognize. The 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 head of the Community Thirteen. I mean, more specifically, it's Apprentice Xehanort, yeah. but who became those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah, okay, I keep forgetting that, like, who we thought so was this is, this is this is the Xehanort we first see in the portrait. This is the Xehanort we see in the portrait. This is the Sacrifices Kids guy. This is the Sacrifices Kids guy. So Which is also, for... who is also, let's not forget, uh, Ansel the Wise is also a Sacrifices Kids guy. Uh, but true. this is, yeah. But this, this is, like, is, is Sacrifices More Kids guy. Yeah, this is... Right. This is... <laughs> so, so, old man Xehanort who's been mumbling about this game, he never worked for Ansem in any regard. He did not. This guy goes on, presumably, to do that, I'm guessing. Eventually, for reasons that we'll get to. Right. Okay. okay. Is What's happening to old man Xehanort? He just... He's gone. He, his, He's his, gone. For, his form is faded. His heart is now in Terra's body, and he has control. What happened to right. Terra's heart? It's it's in there, but it's just fully overwhelmed by Xehanort's. So Terra doesn't have control. Right. Like, they're both jumbling about in there, but Terra doesn't have control. Okay. okay. Okay, so yeah, this, this so this is a uh, technically it's Terra Xehanort, but Terra Nort. Uh, so he spouts some exposition about darkness, um, summons Xehanort's Keyblade, um, but as he goes to claim the Keyblade, Terra's armor reanimates itself with the lingering will of Terra, picking <laughs> up his Keyblade and resisting Xehanort's control, and you get a fight of the lingering will versus. Um, and this is the this is a fight that I wanted to show you over lunch. The lingering will was added as a secret super boss to the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. And it is the hardest fight in the series. It's, really? It is so hard. Like, it makes Sephiroth look like a joke. Well, that makes sense. You were just saying earlier that Terra is like a fucking badass, the strongest yeah. character that we've met, etc. And There's, yeah. the, it's, it's like a whole weird side thing. You need to do a few things, then a portal appears to the Keyblade Graveyard, and you go fight the Lingering Will, which cool. is his armor. Okay. It's not lore canonical. It's a fun little extra super boss. Cool. Um, so. They fight. Um, and meanwhile, while they're fighting, back on the ground... Aqua wakes up after she was fucking blasted aside by thing. Mickey's taking care of her and she calls out to Ven. Um, we're down the gr- ground and the ground where that explosion was is now like glass smooth. And in the center is Ven holding an incredibly elaborate keyblade. What? The keyblade. Also featuring Vanitas. Oops. Wait, did I mean Ven? I meant Vanitas. Okay. So yeah. Vanitas so- is now there. 
with the keyblade that looks a lot the handle looks a lot like the kingdom key the yeah. kingdom key i think that's that just... is two kingdom keys crossed with like a yeah i think they wanted to reinforce the whole kingdom key destiny i don't know the kingdom key itself isn't meant to be like a particularly special key Right. So is this magical, amazing key, key like key letter keyblade? Is that that? That's that. That's the keyblade. Why is he still alive? I thought they both got turned into a keyblade. Well, uh, I don't know, man. He needs a wielder. Why does have a dark guy to wield it? I thought that Xehanort wanted to wield it. It's they, they two, they merged into each other, became a single person that has the keyblade. Oh, so Ventus is Ventus lost is inside, inside there. Ventus oh, is in that. okay, all right. And in okay. fact, based on my notes, I actually think that it's meant to be Ventus here, but with yellow eyes. Um, who's holding it and not Vanitas. That's fine. Um, it's one of them. But he raises the Keyblade, explaining my next half to explain that he's going to unlock Kingdom Hearts because they retconned this. Originally, only a Keyblade of Heart could unlock Kingdom Hearts. They retconned it later that only the Keyblade can unlock and harness the power of Kingdom Hearts. Okay, I actually like that more, even though it's a big fat retcon and fuck that. Yeah. But I like that more because it's so much simpler than this Keyblade locks the door, this Keyblade opens the door. It's just like, nope, there's a big yeah. map, big fancy Keyblade and it does its thing. They did retcon that you can use the Princesses of Hearts still to create a Keyblade, but we'll get there. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's the Keyblade. Although I will note uh, how it's got some cracks and crickles in it. And it's like God darkness on it. Cool. Um, so he he holds it up. Um, and this is also why, you know, Xehanort could summon Kingdom Hearts, but he couldn't use it unless he had the Keyblade. So once Kingdom Hearts is unlocked, he explains, all the Keyblade wielders will gather to battle for it because they're all going to want its power and it will create a new Keyblade war. How many key? I know we don't know exactly, but like generally, is there like a hundred out there? Well, the last war was like tens so, of thousands, wasn't it? Yeah. This is the single biggest gap in the current lore chronology. Right. Because frankly, we don't know. Okay. Um, In some secret reports that Xehanort writes, it makes it seem like he knows very few. So I'd say there's like a handful remaining. Um. Okay, so... Aqua and Mickey attempt to fight him off, but obviously he's all fucking uber powerful and he has the best sword now. Um, but of course, um, Aqua grips her wayfinder, summoning on the power of friendship and her keyblade glows. She strikes the keyblade and it explodes. What? Why? This is like the big fancy keyblade. Yeah. Why? <laughs> she breaks the big fancy keyblade with the power of friendship. Or more specifically, it turns into a big glowing fucking ball and starts shooting lasers everywhere and they're all shooting over the floor and they're like creating cracks and everything and they're gonna like defeat, uh, they're gonna go kill Ventus who's now knocked out on the floor. Um, Ventus Vinitus, you mean? It, it, it was Ventus, I was wrong. Uh, oh, I, I see, see, like evil Ventus, like yeah. corrupted Ventus. Vinitus does have a Keyblade in a minute, but cool. we'll get there. Um, so, Vin so Ventus is now unconscious. Um, Keyblade's exploding. Aqua needs to go protect him and then it shatters into pieces where <laughs> fuck are my, my notes um it shatters into pieces releasing another shockwave of energy aqua grips men's hand stopping him from being blown away meanwhile up on the platform lingering will beat terranort oh shit All yeah right. the That's job a tool it's job done it sits center of the platform in a very cool scene accepting its fate 
the ball of energy coming out of the exploding Keyblade encompasses him. Um, and when all is said and done, uh, it, it flashes a memory. It like zooms in on the lingering will and flashes the memories of Aqua and Venom flash up um, before all the light clears, revealing just the lingering will. Center platform, kneeling as it accepts its fate below the closing skies over the Kingdom Hearts. Sick. It is a very cool scene. Cool. It's got very cool organ music. Like Terra, as far as we are concerned, I know there's probably like, oh, he's in this heart of hearts and darkness is a keyblade. But like, as we, <laughs> as we are right now, that's Terra's death? Terra is not... We... One like, am I sad about this? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> am I meant to be upset? Is this, is this well, basically, because Terra got a shit time. Kingdom Hearts has just gone; it's returned itself to darkness. Cool. Um, because I don't think it was explained. Kingdom Hearts is chilling in darkness right now. It was lost to the darkness after the original Keyblade War. Cool. Uh, they can summon it out briefly, but it's now gone back to the darkness. Meanwhile, we're inside Ventus's heart, but his stained glass, um now doesn't look like just him. It's him and Vanitas because their heart has completed. Cool. Um, and they look very cool. Um, Vanitas bearing the Keyblade appears. Then this is where you had Vanitas holding the Keyblade. So he's in their heart um, with the Keyblade, telling Ven that they shouldn't leave it broken like this. Ventus prepares for battle, but Vanitas tells him that if he destroys the blade, his heart will be lost forever. He's like, that's cool, whatever it takes. I'm a part of their heart. <laughs> And I had to pause this like 30 times to get this screenshot because they're only on screen for a second and I kept missing it. So, right. So we're like in the heart of Ventus and Vanitas. It's combined and battle for control idea. Exactly. Cool. Vanitas wants the Keyblade and Ventus is like, not break it, even if it kills me. Cool. He also has a new cool Keyblade. I'm just noticing that. I'm not sure if that's from another world. Um, So then beats down Vanitas, destroying both his Keyblade and the Keyblade. Um, his station goes back to showing only Ven, and his heart returns to light. In the lanes, um, so in, in the lanes between, Mickey is there for some reason. I fucking mean that. Right. <laughs> and he finds that nobody died. Um, Aqua and Ven are now just floating, holding hands in the lanes between. So Mickey scoops him up, grabs the star shard, and they shooting star away. We see Ven again taking the dive to the heart. Not his heart, though. A familiar heart. One he's met before. The one who at the start of the game made him whole. So he dives onto the heart who fixed him in the start. Meanwhile, <coughs> Aqua awakens in Yensid's tower where he informs her that there was no sign of Terra and that Ventus's heart is sleeping. Um, and Yensid doesn't know if it's going to wake up. It's almost as if, heart has, as if his heart isn't even in his body. It's, it's gone. It's left. Um, and if he wants to wake up, he needs his heart back. So currently... This is essentially an empty body. Um, so Aqua says that she's going to protect him for as long as it takes, but Yensid's like, he doesn't need protection. He needs saving, bitch. Um, don't, don't protect, you want to protect the corpse and just let somebody else go find his heart? I, great sister you are. Um, Ven's heart hangs in the balance between light and darkness. And from what he can tell, it's searching for a familiar friend. As long as he, as long as Aqua loves him, Though, he's going to find a way back to her um, following her light. Cool. Hopefully one day. Um, knowing that he needs a safe place to stay while he sleeps, Aqua brings him to the ruins of the Land of Departure. She finds Ericus's keyblade de- uh, 
that's been laying there since Ericus died and recalls the promise she made to bring Terra home. As we enter the main hall of the castle, we finally hear the secret that Master Ericus told her at the start of the game. Oh. The one that you wanted to know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what was it? Um, that, uh, that being that if anything were to ever happen to him, she was to use his keyblade to seal the land of departure away. She places Ven on the center throne as we hear Ericus continue that generations of keyblade wielders kept this land safe, which is also why he couldn't go out because he is the steward of the land of departure. He needs to stay here and protect it. So generations of keyblade wielders kept the land safe. She will be the next one and exists. The land exists in equal balance between light and dark to keep it safe. It's protectors devised a way to transform the world so that from that day forth, all who arrived would be lost to oblivion as it turns into castle oblivion. It's the chamber of awakening that Xemnas was looking for. Okay. Her aqua leaves telling Ven that her and Terra will be back soon to wake him up. And as she leaves, she looks back, of course, at the very familiar castle. So in front of Castle Oblivion, we hear Terra's voice call out to Aqua. Uh, he's calling out and saying, put an end to me. Um, she asks where he is and um, is led to Radiant Gardens where Terranor is. She approaches, but is choked out by him. Oh, God. He lifts her into the air. And as Aqua calls out on Terra to resist, um, but Xehanort has full control. Aqua summons her Keyblade and faces Terranort. Um, and then uh, you battle phase two. He summons a very familiar dark figure described as his shadowy other. Winning the fight, we see Terra fight back, regaining a moment of control. He takes no name, uh, which is his Keyblade. I don't think I've ever mentioned that. Xehanort's uh, Keyblade is called No Name. Why not? Sure. Um, unlocking his heart. The dark figure appears before Terranort for disintegrating into the darkness at his feet. Terranort falls in and Aqua dives after him. This is where we learn <laughs> the dark figure that I've been pointing out in every single game it's appeared in is Terra. Cool. All right. So sad. So Terra's been locked in this fucking demon dude, at, which somehow which is attached to Xehanort and later Ansem. And so he's been kind of dragged along, being forced to do evil deeds for fucking forever, locked in this demon body. Terra's tragic okay. as fuck. Really Terra might be like, Terra's up there with uh, the 358 Days crew yeah. for me. Yeah. Bad times. Um, yeah. So the, the dark figure falls to the ground, disintegrates into a puddle of darkness, um, which Terranor falls into, and Aqua dives in after him. She reaches out, managing to save him. Literally, like, fucking, she summons her Keyblade Glider. Um, fucking takes one of the straps on his shirt and, like, loops it around one of the spikes on her glider and shoots it up into the hole that they came in through. Don't know why she didn't, you know, bring herself with that. Because she just kind of sinks into the darkness and lets herself fade away. Why? She just... Why? I don't know! That's a great question. It's just because she's really sad. She's like, fuck it. Too. I don't know, man. She she saves Terra. Or Terra Nort, rather. Um, and she fades away into the land of darkness. Meanwhile... Wait, hold on, hold on. If Aqua dragged Terranor away with her, because we now know that Terranor is basically the reason why all the shit has happened so far, so Aqua could have prevented the events of 1, 2, all that shit, but if, if she, she just had, dragged him away. But if she had, they would have lost Terra. And she didn't want to lose Terra. Right, well, I love Terra, but like... She wanted Terra to come back. There's a lot of shit that this guy's done. Yeah, and in fact, I think, I, think, I, know, I, I think that she thought as of this point that she'd beaten Xehanort out of Terra. 
Oh, I see. I, I I think that she assumed that Xehanort was gone and it was just terror that she was in. Right, okay. I thought she was like, yeah, fuck, I'm just going to leave a mass murdering psychopath no, up there. No, in the no, 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 Yeah, no. okay. So she saves him and she uh, fades to the realm of darkness. Sure. Meanwhile, we see child Sora and Riku looking out uh, from the beach of the main island at the Destiny Island um, when suddenly Sora sheds a tear um, and Riku says that someone out there must be hurting and that if Sora wants to help, he should open his heart and listen. Um, to which, uh, Sora says, you say some really weird stuff sometimes, Riku. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very accurate response from a small child. Yeah. <laughs> Riku, um, you're fucking weird. <laughs> so he sends out a prayer and we see the scene fade back to Ventus. Now, meanwhile, back in Radiant Gardens, Bragg, uh, Bragg is, you know, doing his actual job, and he leads Ants and the Wise and Dylan over to the Central Plaza, where we see an unconscious Terranort. He awakes, um, as Ants and the Wise is, like, asking his name, and he's only able to say one thing, Xehanort, before falling back unconscious. And Christopher Lee's like, Xehanort. Great. I know. Uh, sure. so, so, Ants and the Wise is, um... Anson tells Bragg to take him to the castle, and Bragg in turn tells Dylan to collect Aqua's lost armor and keyblade that have been abandoned in the square. Cool. Which is, I will just reveal now, the armor that the was armor. in the blue armor that was in the chamber of repose that Z that <clears throat> they later build into the secret basement lab. Okay. Why why in future games does Mickey not sort of reveal to everyone about Xehanort and Terra and I think because he assumed that Xehanort was gone and that they weren't a problem anymore. Alright. Cool. So Xehanort is the big bad of Kingdom Hearts, basically. Xehanort is the big bad of phase one of Kingdom Hearts. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So yeah, flash to Aqua in the realm of darkness. She questions how long she's been there, saying how it feels like ages. Dark sides appear, and she considers whether she should just fade into the darkness. When suddenly, Ven and Terra's keyblades appear, flying through the sky. They strike down the dark sides and just fly away. Oh, all right. <laughs> For reasons. <laughs> because power of friendship. I do legitimately don't have an explanation for why that happens. Sure. Power of love, a uh, force from above. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's not about Aqua. She's stuck down here. What's she doing? Uh, she's stuck. So Aqua smiles, clutching her wayfinder and thinking of them as well as everybody she's met along the way. Summoning the strength to carry on? Summoning the strength to carry on! You called it! <laughs> <laughs> yes! And then the credits roll! Hooray! But of course it's a Kingdom Hearts game so there's like post-credit scene! Oh, yeah. It's Disney, they love post-credit scenes. It is. Okay. We see- If this is a numbered list, I'm leaving. <laughs> If these are answer reports, Chase. <laughs> After the post-credit scene. Hit me. <laughs> sure. Post-credit scene first, though. We see Child Sora on his fledgling heart platform, still with only... Uh, which is very cute because it's, it's like Child Sora and it has things on the beach. Like, it's got his raft and it's got like a pow-poo fruit and a stick and like a mushroom. Sure. Things that he played with in his childhood. So we show that like these platforms develop over time as your heart develops. It's very cute. Cool. Um... Suddenly, Ven's heart appears, saying that, um, saying that he heard Sora's voice and followed him. Ven reveals that it was Sora's heart all those years ago that repaired him when his heart had broken and asks Sora if he can stay here. 
Sora accepts Ven's heart into his own, and the game fades to black. Oh my gosh, right, okay. That's... That does not explain why Vanitas looks like Sora. <laughs> so, it doesn't, you're right. It doesn't in any it way. Does, it however, doesn't however, any capacity. It does, however, explain, so, explains, yeah. It explains why Roxas looks like Ventus. Sure, whatever. It does explain the other way. <laughs> so, so, it does. Legitimately, unfortunately, as much as it is a horrible answer, and I will fully cop that it's a horrible answer, it is meant to be the answer as to why Vanitas looks like Sora. What is? That, <laughs> that, um, that Ventus' heart has a connection to Sora. That is legitimately, like, the only explanation. But it's not a good before. one. I will cop that it's not a good one. I think that no more. I just wanted an edgy dark Sora. The, 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 the listener, um, you, you you can't see my face right now, and I understand that is a shame. But um, He's so done. I'm 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 legitimately mad at you. Why? <laughs> Not even Nomura anymore, because like I can expect that from him. For for you have to, a look of you, a, you for... have the look of a, a man who's just found out that one of us is like taking a dump on your mother's porch. <laughs> it's because I have played this game. I've beaten this game. <laughs> I don't remember this. And I had to bring it back to you. Yeah. I blame you for this. Um, But sure. But didn't... But... But... But Vanitas was made... Vanitas, dark, evil Ventus, was made before Ventus met Sora. I am fully aware that he was. Hearts, transcending time, connection bullshit. I don't... There's not an explanation. Any person that tells me at any point that Kingdom Hearts has, quote-unquote, a good story, it uses does. that phraseology... It no, does. you're you're categorically wrong. It does. When it's stuff like this happens... It does. It's a, ma- it's a madman making writing <laughs> as he's telling the programmers what to animate. Like, it's just... make the, 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 the It is the definition of making it up as you go along. And it's fantastic. It's, it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. So, okay. Um. Oh, I can explain one more thing. Oh, great. I can finally go back and tell you the second scene that I skipped in Kingdom Hearts Two. Excellent. Um, which was right, immediately right, following the scene with Xemnas and Aqua's armor in the Chamber of Repose. Okay, immediately following, there's an there's a scene at the organization headquarters where Zexion and Vexen uh, are meeting Zagor for the first time. Okay. Um. Uh. <laughs> Here, uh, Zigbar's unnamed, and he's being described as the new member. Um, so Zigbar supposedly has just joined the organization. Zexion tells him that he was tasked with finding new members, to which he says that he found a Mar something. Oh, sorry, but Zigbar called Craig. I can't remember. It can work out. It's Craig. I'm so tired. It's Craig. Craig. <laughs> Craig. It's Bragg. Brag, oh. sorry. So, so Zexian's all bitch. Why don't you go find a new members? And uh, Zigbar's like, I found Amar or something. When Zemnis got rid of Ansem, he built a room in their basement laboratory, a room for repose, where he sits there all the time. Like he was there, like pretty much daily. Where everybody who hears him from outside thinks that he's just talking him to, to himself. Right. And Zemnis is a crazy man. Obviously, he's talking to Aqua's armor in there. Zigbar continues that the chamber of repose is part of a pair with the Chamber of Waking, and that's where he'll find his other friend, which, of course, we know is Ventus. Oh. Honestly, oh, well, that's a note where I'm, where, where I'm, this entire section, of, as well as the scene with the Chamber of Pros, I've just put all in highlights because I skipped it, and I, I have a note saying it tells way too much, because it's like, it says, like, that he's Xehanort, and that there's, like, his friends and Chambers and Keyblade Wars, and I'm like, you can't tell that in Kingdom Hearts 2. That's no. too early. Going back, so I can give you 
your numbered entries. Good, good. Because, of course, Speed run. it's time go. for the Xehanort Report. <laughs> the Xehanort Report? The Xehanort Report. Yeah, Here we right. go. I mean, technically, he wrote the ones in KH1-2, but these ones are officially called them. Love it. Where do I have? Okay. First, zero. Zero. <laughs> Xehanort writes a letter to Ericus, thanking him for inviting him to see the Mark of Mastery ceremony and apologizing for harming him in the past. He sees Ericus as a brother and is proud of Ericus for fulfilling his duties as the successor. He also mentions that when he last saw Terra, he noticed the beginnings of darkness and has reservations about making him a master. He suggests the traditional tests to see if they truly have the Mark of Mastery. So it seems that Ericus just wanted to call the masters and go on with it, but it was... Xehanort, who's like, no, let's test him. Let's test him first. So, yeah. Cool. One. 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 Xehanort begins his report. So the first one was a letter. Now it's his actual reports. Um, he details his life since leaving the island home of his youth, discussing finding a new home, a master, and a brother, and coming into the Keyblade. He questions why he or anyone truly receives a Keyblade. Two. 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 Xehanort details the armor that Keyblade wielders use when he was traveling between worlds to protect themselves from the darkness. However, Xehanort found himself drawn to the power and forewent his armor. I will also say, we've seen Xehanort's Keyblade armor. I mentioned this earlier. It's the weird, like, king shit armor that Xemnas is wearing when he's sat on the head of the dragon in his final boss fight. Oh. Yeah. And you can, I think you can technically fight armor wearing, um... Xehanort as like a secret boss in either Birth by Sleep or 3. Sure. I don't remember. Yeah, and he's in his armor. It's cool. Um, three. Three. Yeah. He discusses the ancient times when the worlds weren't separated and the world is filled with light. But with no barriers between worlds, we of course know that they began to fight over ownership of the light and a war broke out between the Keyblade wielders over Kingdom Hearts. Four. When Kingdom Hearts is complete, it's said that the one who opens the door will bring about the creation of the next world. That's why he wants it. Whoever opens it would become a god. So he literally wants to become a god. <laughs> yep. At the end of the Keyblade War, the worlds were lost to darkness and no one and none had opened Kingdom Hearts. However, as we know, the light that remains in the heart of children rebuilt the world. They placed barriers between the worlds so that the war wouldn't break out again. Okay. Cool. Five. The lanes between worlds can only be traversed by Keyblade wielders and those who dwell in the darkness. Few Keyblade wielders remain, with Xehanort only knowing of a few, but the world is vast and there may be more out there. He mentions how there is a realm of light, darkness, and one between, and that the realm of darkness is forbidden as none who have ever stepped foot there have returned. Cool. Six. Six. There are three families of Keyblades, those of light, darkness, and heart. The first two differ only by the realm of their origin. The third, however, comes into existence when the realms were rebuilt. Without this key, Kingdom Hearts is forever beyond reach. Only when gathering the seven hearts of pure light may one forge the Keyblade of Heart and open the door to Kingdom Hearts. Cool. Seven. Xehanort yeah. has discovered the Keyblade's ultimate mystery. That there is another Keyblade outside the three families, the Keyblade. <laughs> Keyblades are said to be man-made counterparts of Kingdom Hearts. The Keyblade, however, coexists with it. It is forged when two hearts of equal power, but opposing light and dark intersect. So, uh, Kingdom Hearts is unique. Unlike other kingdoms created artificially through the collection of hearts, the true Kingdom Hearts is the perfect and complete union of all the world's hearts. 
So this is unlike Kingdom Hearts, which was a collection of a bunch of normal people's hearts and uh, 1KH1 was the collection of like a handful of hearts, of world's hearts. Gotcha. So they were incredibly powerful sources of energy approaching the power of the true Kingdom Hearts, but they were artificial and they weren't the actual Kingdom Hearts. Do they get names moving forward? Are they just known as the artificial Kingdom uh, Hearts? I think they're just called Kingdoms. Sure. Um, Something like that. Okay. Um, With the Keyblade, the world's hearts could be reunited, barriers destroyed, and the Keyblade War refought. Great. Eight. Eight. Ericus thinks that only in absolutes and believes light is the only way, forgetting the balance. Some must tear down the tyranny of light and re- or someone must tear down the tyranny of light and reorganize the world around darkness to restore balance, leaving Ericus, Xehanort feels free, and having been passed over a successor, all that remains to him is the path of a teacher. Ordinarily, Keyblade Masters take pupils under their wings and pass down the art, um, to which Xehanort questions if his time is coming to an end. His body, he thinks, is old. Nine! Keyblade Masters. Keyblade Masters have a special gift, the ability to extract a heart, and in doing so, remain in the world of the living forever. He set out as a child to be the first to discover a new world, and he now knows of such a world. In controlling Kingdom Hearts, he will create a new world in which light and dark exist in perfect equilibrium. Zero realizes he requires a vessel. He meets Ventus, but deems him too frail, deciding to use him instead to create a heart of pure light and darkness. Ten! Ten. 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 <laughs> details Ventus failing to live up to his expectations and creating Venetus, but that he took too much in creating Venetus and could feel Ventus's heart slipping away. To let him live his final moments in peace, Xehanort brought him to his childhood home. Just as he started to walk away, though, Ventus summoned his keyblade, showing that his heart was not yet dead. So Xehanort's like, he doesn't have any, it's not that he has no redeemable quality. He's like, oh, fuck. I, like, actually fucked this kid. I guess I'll let him, like, at least have a peaceful death. Grim. Yeah. Eleven! Eleven. Eleven. Vanitas was far stronger than Ventus, but if Xehanort was were to continue to train him, Vanitas would eat away at what was left of him. Xehanort leaves Ventus with Ericus, who welcomes Xehanort delightedly despite how they had last parted. While there, Xehanort meets Terra for the first time, deeming him as a perfect vessel. Twelve! The time has come to begin his plan. Terra is the key to Ventus. He just needs to get Terra alone and plant seeds of doubt in Ventus. And that's it! Hey. Whoa! We did it! Uh, birth by sleep! Uh, we are going to stop there uh, because Birth by Sleep ended up being an absolute beast. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that one would take nearly as long based off my very shallow memory of it, it seems. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much for listening. Um, and we will see you next time for what's the next game? Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance! 3D. 3D? It was on the 3DS. Thanks for watching and Bye. listening. Bye. Bye.